Welcome to the Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today we are bringing you Season 2 of the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Look, mate, three generations ago, my ancestors forged the Great Blade Skull Splitter. With it, they won the Goblin Wars, the Hobgoblin Wars, the Orc Wars, the Demon Wars, the Elf Wars, and the Gelatinous Cube Wars. And that one doesn't even make sense, because they don't have skulls. Now, all these years later, the legend of the Great Skull Splitter grows. Offering dice to help you create your own legends, Skull Splitter Dice makes the highest quality dice beautiful dice of both plastic and metal. Want to roll bones that look like bones? Or just something with enough heft to split the skulls of your enemies? Skull Splitter Dice has that and more. Check them out now at SkullSplitterDice.com slash Tomeshow and use the coupon code Tomeshow with all little letters and get 15% off. Now get out there, split some skulls, and build some legends. Hello everybody, oh! and welcome to Encounter Roleplay. Oh! The nearer oh! it gets to Christmas, the less effort I put in. We're back today it's for another show. Miracle. <laughs> We're another show. Uh, of the Well Tree Burns, where I have done everything in my power to make everyone's portraits look correct. And now I'm going to be <laughs> passive aggressive about it for a little awesome. while longer. Uh, we no have Dan Dillon! <laughs> <laughs> we had Dan Dillon in the DMC of us tonight. Dan, how's it going? Uh, it's going fantastic. Thanks for having me back once again to blather at you people for another couple hours, like we do every week. I look forward to it. I love it. I miss you guys every week when we're done. So, uh, yeah, I'm Dan Dillon. We're going to play some D&D 5th Edition tonight in the world of Midgard. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited. Fantastic stuff. We have Cool School back with us tonight. School, how's it going tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I am here to play Glazashin, who uh, just had, he got bit by the, uh, he's a geomancer and just got bit by the ley lines. He's not very happy about it. And there are, speaking of biting, there are vampires with sharp pointy teeth that go one, two, three, just like my accent. It's wonderful. <laughs> Amazing stuff. We have uh, Scarlet Moth with us tonight. Scarlet, how's it going today? Ah, oh, I'm I'm fantastic. It's my birthday on Friday, and also I'm hoping that well, I didn't get bitten by a vampire last week, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'm ready to do more drug dealing. <laughs> it's weird I could make that happen. I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great stuff. Uh, we of course have McLoken back of us tonight. Loke hasn't gone today. Where is he? Oh, me? Oh, okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, today I'm playing uh, Cloak the Gnome Ranger. It is not my birthday on Friday, but happy birthday, uh, Scarlet Moth, in advance, because I probably won't talk to you on Friday. Oh, I could say it in the, the DMs that we have. Aw. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for today. Uh, 
Apparently we're fighting vampires, uh, so we're going to have some uh, Glass Vampire Hunter uh, episode today, uh, where he goes around staking everyone. I was ma- I made a pun before the show started. Uh, only Neil and everyone else will hear that, unless he puts it out on the internet when he's editing. So, yeah. Amazing. And, yeah, so let's all say happy birthday to Skullamoth. Uh, as, like, McLoken, we will forget on Friday, unless otherwise... We get it in early. You got to say happy birthdays there, and uh, <laughs> in case you forget, in which case you've got yourself I'm, a backup there in the bag. I'm going to be older and wiser for the next time we play. There you go. Love it. Well, maybe uh, not and of course, wiser. maybe not. Well, yeah, maybe drunker. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Simply Jackson <laughs> with us tonight. How's it going today? It's good. It's good. Just a regular old Tuesday for me. Looking forward to come home and doing this. I'm glad to be back. Last week was really fun. Super exciting during our first big fight for me. So I was thrilled with that. And um, I'm just excited to see where this goes. What's happening? Why? Give me the scoop. I need I need the little magazines on the rack at the checkout. I need it right now. <laughs> Happy birthday. By the way, I, uh, I hope I get to see you Friday because... I'm gonna make you something now that I know it's your birthday. I'm excited. Oh, Thank you. You. Thank you. You're welcome. All I want in life is for. Uh, I just want uh, Cloak and Glass to sing me happy birthday in their voices because yes. that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like something we have to do right this very second before the show can continue. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I, I don't think I can go on without hearing. It's a moral imperative. Oh, I need backup music if you want. And the force is kind of silence on Tallscroll. Tallscroll, you are muted. We cannot hear you. I am muted, and that is because Yay! I was warming up my voice for this uh, this this performance that we are about to have. Apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry for dragging you into this. Are we ready? My okay. Yes. <sighs> Happy birthday, Happy birthday Happy birthday to Happy birthday to Rowan. Happy birthday Happy birthday to you. And now we owe something $500,000 for singing that song. <laughs> All right. Hooray! Wow! Hooray! <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Will, so you real. did this. Frankly, <laughs> <laughs> yes. what I'm doing is, uh, towards the end of the year, I go through the year's compilations of best clips, so I just start creating scenarios where ridiculous things have to happen, so I can add it to my end-of-year collection. That's, a, gotta, that's why in yeah, movies, like, you never see... In movies, you never see people singing happy birthday. They're always like, happy, happy, happy birthday to you. And then it's something completely different because happy birthday is like copyrighted. And yep. you have to pay like a shit ton of money to play it in the movie. <laughs> yep. I, I think it's out of the public domain next year. Like the let's get oh. ready. Well, let's do this again next year when it's Alan's <laughs> birthday and we're all playing Midgard. Uh, well, my lord. Uh, I myself will be playing Riyadan today and uh, he's a mess. Before we get into today's game, I'm going to go to a couple of things. The first of which is we're sponsored today by CobaltPress.com. Rather, go over and check out all the Midgard D&D books, PDFs. Check out mine and Dan Dillon's series on YouTube at the moment, where we're talking about how you can play, create different uh, Midgard characters. It's a great time. Go and check it out. 
and of course co-oppressors ultimate generals who want to keep up all the stuff that they're up to along with of course our sponsors fancygrounds.com a virtual tabletop of choice uh, go out there, check it out, download it for free on Steam, it's pretty damn awesome. Wedinggames.co.uk is a go-to destination for tabletop board games, war games and more. they got Christmas sales on, go check it out, as do tabletoploot.com. Go over to their website, win yourself a set of dice, which reminds me to pull the winner from the last game, and that winner is... Lynn Maris, congratulations on winning yourself a set of tabletop loot dice. We'll give away another set at the end of the game. Uh, there is the tweet here for you guys, of course. When we have 20 retweets on that tweet, you guys get to decide something which happens next in our campaign. And of course, you can donate at any time to give players that one. That 20s, wild magic surges, cabbages, goats, and worse. But I will hand over to our illustrious dungeon master, Tan Dillon, to remind us what happened last week on the show and to take us into sorry, tonight's but... episode. What could be worse? What could be worse than a cabbage? Uh, don't make me answer. I don't like cabbage very much. We never ran into the cabbage merchant yet, have we? Not yet. We have not yet. We have not yet. No. And I I stress the word yet. All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, So last week, uh, gosh, what happened last week? Uh, there was a great deal of investigation and roleplay, and then we ended up robbing some graves, as I recall. Uh, you leveraged some contacts you had with the seedy underbelly of, uh, of Zobek, and you guys tracked down the location of the drug dealer that Riodan used to uh, deal with and who he sold at least two magic weapons to. Maybe more, we're not sure. The memories are hazy. Um, But she was found dead in a river, and you guys got some tips on where she was buried. And so you went and dug her up. (laughs) Uh, You exhumed her body, cracked open the coffin, and cast Speak with Dead to draw information from her cold corpse. Um, Strangely, even though she was dead for near on a week, five days or so at that point, she wasn't really decomposing. And that struck a couple of people as odd, but not really enough to investigate any further or worry about it. We'll get to that in a minute. Once they were done uh, uh, interrogating the body with divine magic, uh, she, right about the stroke of midnight, went into convulsions and awoke as a vampire spawn. Uh, And so she leapt up and tore into the party with her claws and tried like hell to get them with her fangs, but everyone was too canny and uh, she wasn't able to sink her teeth into any delicious, delicious living flesh. Uh, But she has been vanquished through the combined onslaught of you guys and uh, now lies as a spray of thick, greasy ash coating the bottom of the crushed uh, sodden pine coffin where she once lay. Uh, her clothes are just sort of strewn haphazardly uh, about the interior of the grave, and you all beat a hasty retreat as you could see lanterns and shouts from the city watch approaching your directions. Uh, and almost this oh. is how uh, there are monster attacks. Although I guess with Dan, you tend to sort of somewhat stagger the monster attacks to, to make a bit more right. sense, right? Yeah, so um, I I don't so much pull anything out of the ether and just throw it at them immediately, but if you donate for anything to happen in the game, uh, if I can't work it in right then, I will make a note of it and it will happen uh, at some point. So if you donate, you will get your money's worth, I promise you that. Um, So we have a monster attack on the docket. Let me make a note of that. (laughs) Great. How fun. I love this already. 
Tilly gets a tankard that will affect her in different ways when she drinks. Dan decides the effects. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. interesting. All right. Love it. Plus one monster and magic cup for Tilly. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for supporting. Noted. Thank yes. you for the donations, guys. All right. So uh, before we dive into the action and pick up with you guys fleeing into the night, uh, a little bit of interestingness. Tall Squall, will you please roll me a charisma saving throw on behalf of Glazishin? Ooh, that's a minus one. Huh? A resplendent offering. Oh, boy. Oh. They should also all get magic items. That balances the scales, right? Almost. Thanks so much for that donation, my friend. Okay, Rock so that's uh, like that's basically a magic item for everybody, is what I'm what I'm taking right. from that. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna have a magic cup for Tilly, and then one, two, three, four, plus four other some kind of magic item happening. Got it. I just hope it's a magic weapon that I've been wanting. A magic <laughs> short sword of some sort. Christmas you, present time. Hey, you, uh, you 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 have a line on how to. Time? You have a line on how to get your sword enchanted. You just have to decide when to do it. I know. I just gotta convince everyone else to go, but don't let them know yet. That's that's on you, man. All right. So uh, so you guys have escaped across the bridge into the Collegium District, and uh, you can hear shouts of alarm from behind you, but they are fading off into the distance. So, uh, where do you guys wish to regroup after you have scurried off into the night? Um, one one thing to to point out, uh, <laughs> Rowan, when she was in the grip of the vampire spawn and in some dire straits, something very strange happened, where her eyes went glassy and dead, and then her whole body became sort of uh, desaturated of color and translucent. You could see through her. The vampire's hands passed through her body as if she were made of smoke, and then she just sort of floated away out of the vampire's grasp looking ghostly and spectral. And currently, that is still how she looks as you guys are fleeing uh, across the Dairy River uh, into the into the Collegium District. So, what are you guys doing at this very moment? We're still past without trace, right? Uh, yes. Uh, it only lasts for an hour. Um, so how yeah, long yeah we'll, say it's, we'll, say it's, we'll, we'll say it's still up. Okay, how long has it been? We're going to call it at least 45 minutes at this point since you cast Pass Without Trace before you broke into uh, into Phelan's house and discovered the pouch with the, uh, the little ritual knife and the yeah. headsman platinum coin. Okay. Um, do I know where um, the the altar of Marana, or Marina? Marana. Marana is that... Uh, Riordan used to go worship, but doesn't anymore. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you guys know uh, that it is in the cartways beneath the silk scabbard, and you suspect you could find your way to it from just somewhere in the cartways. You can definitely find it from the entrance that's in the back of the silk scabbard. Okay, I would uh, make our way that way. Okay, that is actually the the way to do that would be straight back down the road where the watch are currently calling for aid and blowing oh, whistles. Fuck. Hold on, yeah. I need the map up. <laughs> so back map, please. Not aware. Uh, Rowan's um, corporeal again, but she's still gray. Okay, uh, Rowan. So are you are you ending that effect? 
Uh, it only lasts for a minute. It only lasts for a minute, but yeah, like we haven't gotten to a minute yet. I'm trying to figure out where you guys are oh, and what okay. you're doing. And then okay. we'll. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, so I got the map. Up. I got the map up right now. Where are we yep. again? So you guys, if you look at the map, the uh, the shrine to Karon is number 38 there, down next to the Cobalt Ghetto, and there's a that bridge. Yeah. You guys fled across that bridge into the Collegium District. Uh, the mm -hmm. Silk Scabbard is right across the street from 51, right behind you there. Oh, okay. So we would have to go like around and back. Uh, right. Is there so you guys other... could. You guys could. You guys could track around. You could uh, take the bridge to the Collegium District, up to the main road, loop back around to Crown Square, and then head down to the Silk Scabbard. Huh. Depending, depending on you know how hmm. the watch respond and what they end up doing, that's up to you. So yeah, like you guys have made it across the bridge, and Rowan, as she runs, she doesn't really run. She just kind of drifts. Uh, she, like the sound she makes is very muffled and uh, the air around her has plummeted about five, seven degrees. Um, um, I, is she moving faster than normal? Or at her nope, she's moving. She, she's keeping pace with you guys. Uh, you're not sure if she could move faster if she wanted to, but she's moving along at about the same pace as you all. Um, let's go to Kettle Whistle's house then. Uh, since we're in the Collegium District and we can make our way yeah. over there. So when, when you say uh, well, kettle whistles, do you want to go knock D out of bed or do you guys want to go no, to no, your no, glasses our, flat? Our, okay. Our, okay. Our flat. Got it. All right. Do we really so want to take them to our house or take them let's go to the hedgehog and hide out there? It's a hedgehog space. Lots of people. We've been drinking all night. If it's a hedgehog, it's open. It's open, of course. Yes. Yeah. It's I look at I look at everyone to see what kind of wounds they have on them. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So so and, let's take a quick stock. How wounded is everyone? I know Rowan is torn up pretty well. Like she has got obvious ragged open wounds. She is bleeding profusely. And in her current state, what is bleeding out of her wounds is not blood, but this silvery, wispy, uh, almost like ectoplasm. It looks like cigarette smoke. It sort of pours out of her wounds and twists and coils and then just kind of evaporates a few inches this away from the body. This is a smoking area. <laughs> don't, don't so glass. Glaz is torn up, like he is partially disintegrated, as I recall, from the force damage of the ley line gone awry. Um, I yes, don't know that fine. anybody else took any took Thanks. any significant wounds. Uh, okay, uh, Tilly, uh, Tilly, Tilly had a few scratches from the vampire claws, I believe. They're there not bloody. Glaz, Glaz is bloody. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to walk up to Glaz uh, as we're making our way to the hedgehog. And I was like, just clean yourself up a little bit sure. and then uh i'll uh, cast cure wounds on him uh as okay. uh i do four hit points worth okay and then you see uh, like kind of cloak get kind of like tired because he he's today he's done two level spells and one level spell he's got a few level one spells but he's looking a little bit tired uh as he casts that spell it's like, oh, shit, okay. man. <laughs> all right uh so you guys uh the plan is to make your way to glass and uh, cloaks flat, no. which you guys can no, no. do. We're going to hedgehog. hedgehog. We're going to the hedgehog. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, what make him look pretty. Okay, uh, so the head. That's Tilly's, right. Tilly's Tilly's gonna ask Cloak. Cloak, are you sure that's a good idea with the way that uh, Rowan? Are you okay? I've never seen you look this way before. Did, uh, that's did a magic district. That must be normal, right? I'm a little bit worse for wear, but. Uh, I, I'll be fine if if we can get some some healing. 
So when she speaks, her voice is hollow and has this almost breathy quality, like she has to force air a little bit harder to, to make her voice work. Uh, and about that time, she kind of shudders and her feet settle down to the ground and whoosh, she becomes fully corporeal again. Her color mostly comes back. You guys are there. Uh, why don't you guys make me... Uh, it's pretty dark. Why don't you make me wisdom perception checks with disadvantage? Uh, even though it's dark. Uh, where are the skills? There we go. Disadvantage. Perception. 11. Glass has a 15. 7. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Glaz, you're the only one who really notices as Rowan sort of settles down and this effect, this spell, whatever it is that she did, uh, ends about a minute after after she uh, invoked it. Uh, she kind of draws her shawl and her cloak about herself and, and covers her more obvious wounds so she won't draw attention as you guys are heading into a public place, late at night though it may be. You catch sight of her wounds as she covers them. Nobody else manages to see it. Uh, the edges of her wounds still maintain that sort of translucent, almost ghostly look to them. And it looks like they're, they're the, like she's bleeding, but the blood kind of evaporates into that wispy, silvery puff and then is gone. And then she covers it up with her cloak. So Glaz noticed this because actually when she was still incorporeal and was sort of smoky and kind of vaporous, he was mm -hmm. trying to very discreetly like... Kind of blow to see kid. <laughs> yeah, doing a little uh, experiment sure. to see if, uh, if she would like blow so, away or if she was smoke so or whatever. Blowing on her while she was in that uh, in that spectral state didn't really seem to have any effect on her. And like maybe you tried to poke at her, and as you did, you might have like your finger kind of. There's resistance there, but it feels not fully real and almost spongy. And you could like push your finger into her shoulder a little bit, it passed through it. So anyway, uh, you guys can continue continue your way onto the hedgehog uh, as you is, make these observations. Is Rowan visibly like bleeding? Like she's super wounded right now. She is bloodied, uh, right? Uh, right, Moff. Yes, she she's looking. Yeah. Uh, so she's 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 below half hit points. She's like okay. wincing. She's obviously wounded, but she's got her wounds kind of covered now, so she's not necessarily going to draw attention with them. Okay, uh, I will cast Cure Wounds on her. I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Uh, you get three hit points back. Okay. And I'm like, oh my god, I need, like, food. <laughs> I need a bit uh, more healing than that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, does that three get you above half or no? No. No, okay. All right, so she's... Uh, she's, that. she's a bit soothed. Um, some of the pain... Um, lessons uh rowan and, and so it's you know it's a nice respite but yeah that's kind of a drop in the bucket at this point you got mauled pretty good back there uh so you guys can make your way it's not actually very far to the hedgehog from where you are and you can either just take it on the main road or you can slip through alleyways if you want to be more inconspicuous and you make your way to the tavern um it looks like uh, there aren't too many people in the common room right now. There are a few candles that are burning low uh, or lanterns that are turned uh, quite a bit uh, down and sort of hooded. Uh, and you see 
one patron at a table uh, who is studying by a candlelight and has a book open and is just sort of pouring over it. Uh, and the innkeeper is sort of leaning behind the, the bar with his feet propped up on a second stool and his arms crossed over the just sort of plain brown robe he wears. And his eyes are like half-lidded and his chin is tucked down on his chest, almost like he's dozing. Up. Laz goes over to no, the no, bartender no, no. Uh, and goes, and goes, two rounds, uh, two rounds, please, for all of us. Drink for all of us. Two rounds. All right. Right now, as quick as you can pour them. So he, uh, as he blinks as you approach. And being like, drink this, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So we end up with empty glasses because we've been here all night. Okay, so you pour a bunch of liquor down. I think if anyone can start uh, can shoot drinks, it's Rio then. Glass has been hanging out too much. Now this. One more. Now drink this. Now just half of this uh, one. Give some to Tilly as well. Every, if it's everyone you hand him, Tilly's like. Help me out, sis. Okay, so, uh, so as you sorry, sort Tilly, of. Here you go. <laughs> As you hurriedly order order these drinks, the uh, the the proprietor sort of blinks a little blearily and wipes at his the bridge of his nose and the corners of his eyes, and he says, "Sure, glass, sure, no problem." And he uh, he starts pouring drinks and just sliding them across to you, and he's kind of looking at you guys with a um, slightly con- confused sort of speculative look, but he doesn't pry or say anything else. Uh, one I of pay it, him, uh, like, double the amount for the drinks, and I'm like, we've been here all night. Uh, so he he looks at the amount of uh, probably silver that you're you're passing across the bar, looks down at it. Uh, you see one eyebrow quirk just slightly up toward his balding pate, and he uh, he sweeps the coins into his hand and says, I know, I've gotten plenty of complaints about the noise from that one, and he points at Riodan. I'm trying to keep him as quiet as I can. And I just, I put another, like, two silver across as uh, he, since he's played along. Yeah, well, it's late. People are trying to sleep. See that you do. And he, uh, he grabs the other two coins and just sort of waves you off toward a table or whatever you want to do. The darkest part of the gold total, or is it gold and plus? Um, I mean, so you're at an inn. You're just buying, uh, you bought, what, a round for people or two rounds and then doubled it? I brought yeah eight drinks yeah you know uh, yeah eight total drinks yeah we'll and then we'll, paid them we'll off. call it a gold we'll call it a gold total. I get I get my drinks to Tilly because Reardon's drinking most of them. I'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tilly, you managed to get a few of the shots at least, and uh, and you guys can l- slink your way into the back corner where there's a large corner booth and uh, and plenty of shadows. For you to to handle your skullduggerous business. Glass, if yeah, anybody takes asks, a few glasses with him, so with her some empties on the table. Sure. If anybody asks, then we can say that an experiment has gone wrong, which is not exactly the untruth. Your magic I, experiment did not. I haven't had that much fun in ages. It was great, amazing. Dig up a dead woman. Oh, you mean, yeah, the bar brawl. It was really nice, yeah. The bar, we drink too much sometimes, and then you just get a little bit out of hand, a little, yeah, remember that? Mm, We thought she was dead drunk, and then look, she popped right up. It's like, like, this is like, 
This is like an alternate universe where Ruden says all the honest stuff, and then Glass is like the liar now. What is going on? So uh, while this exchange is happening, and Tilly, Tilly, you're trying to take it up a notch to drown out Riodan as he starts talking about vampires and dead women, uh, you guys hear a sort of you hear a soft thump of the uh, the other patron's book uh, snapping shut, and there's just something miffed about that sound. The way it snaps closed, you can hear his irritation, and he kind of slides out of his table. Uh, Glad you recognize him uh, vaguely as someone you've seen around the district uh, before, and probably around the Hedgehog. And he kind of gives you a little bit of a harumphy look, and uh, and heads toward the stairs. Harumph back at you. You always are never, <laughs> never. You are never nice. You never want to talk or share your research. Oh, <laughs> Glass is getting sassy. You know it's real. I know. He is not having a good night. <laughs> True. Uh, I will also say in the Collegium District, Glass, you can hear that uh, low, mournful string note of the Shadow Road a little bit louder here. He, uh... Hush, you. Abe drinks his mead. <laughs> So, uh, so after that, uh, after the irritable fellow, after the irritable fellow takes his leave from the common room, it's just you guys and the proprietor, who, by the way, Glaz and uh, Cloak, you guys know him. His name is Radomir Schlenk. Okay. Oh, such a great name, Radomir. <laughs> Dear Radomir Schlenk, will you be my evil grandfather? Um, yeah, I, I look at everyone. I was like, uh, so. What the fuck is going on? So Tilly will look over at Raiden and go, "Are you sure you didn't know she was a vampire? Did you? you didn't? I mean, you seem surprised all the time at everything, but did you know then?" I don't think she was when I knew her. I think I might have smelt it on her, if I'm honest. It sounded like she was attacked by this uh, this woman. Most likely, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably got her afterwards. Yeah. So I can. I, I have Just a question about vampires. Uh, can you guys turn people into vampires, or is that like stunted in you? <laughs> what do I know, Dan? Uh, I mean, you know, you know you about your vampires. race. You, you know about how your race and how you work. You are you are essentially half blood vampires. Somewhere along the line, your family is the offspring between a vampire and a mortal. Um, you, while you have certain aspects of the state of vampirism no you can't turn anyone into a vampire and you don't spontaneously become a vampire yourself despite what the stories say uh and in fact you've been around vampires enough that you understand that that was a vampire spawn and that she was mm. probably slain by a vampire's bite and then once she was buried she laid there for three days until she rose again yeah I, I recount this back. So, probably wasn't a vampire when I saw her, so. Okay, so. Is, does that mean. Is there a vampire here? Yes. Um, the one she is probably the, the one she went to kill. She went to like kill someone with the. Do you want to kill someone with your skirt? Oh my, oh, my skirt. My skirt. Goodness. Just I as well known I've been killed with my skirt. That would have been 
Totally different yeah, business. That's, that's, that'll be a blinding sight. <coughs> Please, can I get some ale? Something. Uh, so about the time that you ask that, Rowan, you guys see Radomir coming over with a tray, and he has a pitcher that he sets down in front of you, and at a quick glance you can see that it's full of just, just clear cold water, and sets a, a bunch of glasses around, and he uh, he kind of sweeps a glance around all of you and says, something tells me you folks could use a bite to eat. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm back. Rowan, right. Thank right. you, Radomir. You're a gentleman of as always. Is she trying to be funny? Does he know? Does he fucking know? <laughs> I don't think he knows. I think they're fine. He knows. Uh, Glaz, I will remind you. He knows you, too I think much. Let's kill him. <laughs> I think we touched on this wow. once before. I think we touched on this once before, but it's a good time to remind you that there are dark rumors that circulate about Schlenk that uh, you know for a fact that he used to be a member of the Collegium but was expelled, and there are rumors that he was expelled for diabolism. So uh, he will come back in a little, in you know, I don't know, five minutes or so, and he'll bring out a tray of cheese, uh, cured sausages, um, bread, and sets that for you guys. And he says, if you want something hot, I can uh, I can see to it, but it'll take a little longer. Meat, meat, raw meat, please. Just he likes the raw meat. Raw would be well, fine. He uh, he chuckles and says that won't take long at all. All right. Just uh, so he, he that's all I need. So he comes back with uh, basically a, a a cut of a mutton haunch that hasn't been roasted yet. Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> Gnawing it straight away. Almost choking on the bone. Okay. What's your fingers, Glaz? Yeah. All right. So, uh, so after that, uh, Schlenk kind of goes to you know keeps himself to the other side of the room, and it doesn't look like he's doing anything untoward. But you get the feeling that he's kind of giving you guys the room and giving you your space. Yeah. Yes, he's always been good about privacy. I've we've, we've chatted. Um, I'm just thinking. Glass might have had discreet conversations with him about void magic just because, you know, you delve in one thing, you might delve in another, and of course Glass talks to everybody. So you've um, you've probably queried him at one point or another, um, and he didn't really know much, unfortunately. So Right. Yeah. It, you, I you figured talk. it was not fruitful, yeah. but it just in general that right. we've 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 had sort of private conversations. Yeah. You know, absolutely. things that we don't want to get spread around. Um. God? Who's beeping? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Um. So, right. um, a quick question, Dan, just mechanically. Can we consider this sure. a short rest? Oh, yeah. You guys, well, uh, <laughs> you guys want to try and stay here for about an hour, take a rest? Yes. Yeah, until, until the heat dies down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The fuzz so, so you guys kind of hunker in, uh, and after a little bit, uh, Radomir actually closes the front door and snuffs the candles in the windows as if the inn were closed. He goes ahead and leaves the ones burning back by you, but those are far enough back from the now shuttered windows that no light is going to leak out, so it looks like the place is closed up. Um, and after a tense, I'd say about half hour, 45 minutes, yeah, uh, Cloak? 
I want to go put out those lights because we don't need them. Okay. Because I'm right. weird. So you, okay. So he goes and <laughs> he, so Cloak goes and snuffs the other two candles, and then you hear this sort of <sighs> from across the room from the very human Radomir. <laughs> Oh, I thought he left. I thought he closed up and like, like, away from like, like he's around, but he's staying away from you guys. So it's like he's not in oh, earshot if you guys okay, want to talk okay. quietly. Yeah, I thought he closed up the shop. That's, like, that's, that's, that's fine. Like, no. Uh, do troll can not have dark vision? Cool. No, uh, you, get, you have dark vision. No, I do. I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I we all so, have dark vision. Uh, so after that, you hear a muttered uh, word of an arcane incantation and a small snap of fingers, and a little pulsing blue globule of light appears in Sh- uh, Schlenk's hand, but it's only giving off very faint illumination, and he sort of takes it into the back. I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, we have a few things to discuss. So uh, you guys will be able to finish a short rest in here. So you guys can spend hit points, uh, oh, yeah. gather back any resources that you recover on a short rest while you have your discussion. Okay, I'm going to be okay. rolling some hit dice. Yep, I'll be doing the same thing. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to act, since I didn't take any damage, uh, I'm going to actively be keeping watch for everyone. Um, okay. And so, uh, and being paranoid like that. Okay, uh, you're keeping watch. You don't even need to check to see that um, about, I don't know, I'd say about halfway through your guys' hour that you're kind of taking it easy, laying low, you see a squad of guardsmen uh, moving along the thoroughfare in front of the hedgehog. They kind of hold up lanterns. They're using bullseye lanterns that fire these these long sort of intense cones of light in front of them, uh, almost like flashlights or spotlights. And they are uh, checking down alleyways and just sort of searching the street as they go. But it doesn't look like they're messing with any buildings or coming near the hedgehog itself at the moment. Okay. We got, uh, if they come towards the hedgehog, what do you guys want to do? Run, maybe? Or fight them. Oh, no, we've been, we've been here all night. We've been here all night and also grass, and I were a bit injured from one of his experiments gone wrong. Isn't and you have light grass? sensitivity. Incorrect. And I got it. You guys, have, you guys have light se- sensitivity right now, uh, which doesn't really bother us, but we just put out the lights, and so that's why we're just drinking in the corner. Nothing fucked up over here. Don't mind us. We're partying because it was successful. Um, I mean, maybe yeah. even though the experiment went wrong, it still was somewhat of a success, you know? And maybe yeah. we're celebrating that. Yeah. You think so? Perfect. And also, and also Leoden is very drunk, and it's, oh. uh, he still has a slight hangover, so which is why we've turned it It's always lights. me that has to be the drunk one. I mean, I guess, like, down on every room. <laughs> Are you complaining? <laughs> <laughs> after, which Riodan says, after which Riodan says after which hiccups and a few bubbles come out of his mouth always yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. very versatile right, so, so you guys finish a short rest and you can uh, you, uh, it seems like whatever pursuit is happening has passed you by so I you begin to uh, regarding, relax regarding the final answer she gave before uh, that we asked her what who her, her contact was. 
in the um, the cloven nine, but she said I bite. Does that mean that she, the name of the person was I bite, or was she saying that she was going to bite us? <laughs> Is there I, a roll that I can make? It's coin toss. Uh, yeah, could be um, a name we can ask around. So you guys, there's a couple of rolls we can make here. Uh, we could try some intelligence arcana checks. Um, and I think okay. uh, the intelligence arcana, that is going to be just from Glaz, I think. Um, Aww. Uh, you can make... <laughs> okay. Uh, you can make um, an intelligence investigation check or... Um, yeah, we'll call it investigation. Okay. That's a straight up roll. So let's see what I get here. 15. Bam. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right. 14. So you're making the, uh, the inv- so this unfortunately is not something that Rowan could have reasonably picked up uh, because she hasn't been in Zobek. This is something that uh, it turns out Cloak has, sorry, what? I think she would be just doing it to make sure she was just as a, um, common sense check of she wasn't saying that she was going to bite us was she oh okay um so while there is an amount of irony uh with her talking about eye bite and then turning into a vampire and trying to bite you it seems like that was not the intention of the answer you got through the spell so it seems like that's just sort of a dark coincidence um Glaz, you unfortunately do not recognize uh, the word I bite with any sort of uh, magical significance. Uh, Cloak, however, you have in fact, uh, you, you know, you were a little hyper vigilant regarding the Cloven Nine after a certain incident ignited between the Black Shields and the uh, and the Tiefling Gang, and you have heard that I bite is the moniker by which the leader of the Cloven Nine goes. Uh, oh. I would. No, I would go, I would uh, be like, well, um, well, I bite um, is the uh, what the leader of the Clover Nine goes by. That's so, not threatening at all. Oh, no, no, not at all. And it's just the thing, we're friends with, uh, you know, uh, Thrick, and they're kind of at a war right now because, you know, they stole some of their guys, killed them, wrote Infernal mm-hmm. on them. You know, it's something they totally would have done. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, we gotta go talk to them. And we might be known associates of Thrick, uh, possibly. So, well, they might not have to talk to us. Possible. We can tell them the truth. Nice. That their associate, she was not killed by, by Thrick and his gang, but rather um, a vampire. Do well, they we don't know how she was murdered. They're not going to be happy I'm, we dug up her body to talk to her. Well, we can say mm. we wanted answers. All right. Was Sorry, was... Some answers did I, did, are, some did, answers did I miss a question? Oh, I don't know. I, I was waiting for some, other people to go. Some answers are better than none. And... Well... well I... I... I'm not sure if the Cloven Nine knows that she's dead, unless the Cloven Nine is working with this uh, this vampire that killed her. I mean, I think we know that because she came back as a vampire and as a spawn of a vampire, that that is in fact how she died. Right. The question is, 
the vampire is working with the Cloven Nine to infiltrate Bo- Zobek. And I believe that the uh, the vampire now has your uh, your blade, Riordan, given that this this tiefling went to kill her with it and was then dispatched herself. Yeah, I wasn't buried with her, so rude. Maybe think better about who you give your weapons to next time. It's not like I really need it. But surely it's safer in your hands than, say, someone who might be out to kill you, specifically um, the last scion of your religion and house. Questionable whether or not I really am that anymore. But I get your point. Um, I think the problem is just asking them to think, frankly, but that's just what I... Could be that. You did just make me drink a whole lot. I'm still coming down. They're doing great. Surprisingly, you you have more sense right now than you did on your... uh, What do the kids call it? Bender? They do call Mm. it that. Okay, question. Uh, Should we get a message... Should we get a message to the um, people at the Silk Scabbard that... You know, someone might be hunting them. I, I believe that might be. If not wise, it would, be, it would be wise of us to deliver it ourselves, or uh, perhaps um, Tilly, who... Uh, Unfortunately, um, my crow did it earlier, so um, unfortunately he needs to rest for a little okay. while before he can do it again. I, I might be able to do something then. Um. So, Tilly, uh, you know that you, uh, actually, I'm sorry, what was his name again? Um, what's, your, what's your raven's name? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so to remember. I did not write it down, I know. You have a good name. You're a bad I mom. I'm right, bad, we'll, we'll I didn't write it down. <laughs> we'll check, I'll go back we'll check, check the VODs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know that... It's um, got a... Two-day cooldown, that's why I was wondering. So it, yours is a little bit more readily useful than the one out of the standard uh, the standard Silver Raven out of the Dungeon Master's Guide, okay. and you didn't use him for very long, so you know that he can he can pop out again. You can, keep, you can just leave him out to hang out almost familiar-like if you really want him to, or he can jump back okay. into the shield. Okay, sure. I mean, we can ask him if so, you'd like. I'm sure he yep. won't, won't mind to come out to at least talk, you know? Kind of let him do his own yeah. thing. I don't. I don't like to be told what to do. So maybe, if he wants to. I mean, we can ask him nicely, I guess. Okay. So you want to uh, you want to invoke the shield? Sure. All right. You uh, you place your fingertips on it and uh, and whisper his name, and the shield shimmers, and the embossed raven on the front flexes its wings and jumps off of the shield into full silver 3D reality and uh, pops up onto the uh, up, up onto the table and kind of like caws and preens at your hand with his beak and sort of looks uh, up at you with his one gouged eye. Rowan, or uh, Tilly looks at Rowan and says, may I? Like a little piece of meat for him? Just a tiny bit? Go ahead. She'll pull a little bit. Um, yeah. And she'll, and Rowan will go over and give him a little scritch. He'll kind of hop over and uh, turn his head into the scritch, and his silver feathers fluff up under your your claw tips. Hello, my love. Uh, I know I asked you earlier a favor, uh, but if you don't mind, we've got another one that we'd like to run. If you don't, it's just a short message to the scabbard where we were the first time we pulled you out. He kind of clicks his uh, clicks his beak and says back in your voice, "Short message." 
Sure. Um, let me figure out how we want to phrase it. What do you guys think we should say? Just a warning uh, about coming danger? Failing, failing to associate, killed by pure blood, beware, hunting afoot. Did you get that? You think you can say it in his voice too? Sounds like we're hunting someone's foot. <laughs> well, uh, it's kind of a kind of double entendre. We're doing some hunting. They're doing some hunting on the evil side, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. So when you ask him, when you ask him if he's got that Tilly, he uh, he nods his head and then just sort of tilts his head to the other side and says, "Who? Mm, who's the bartender at the Silver Scabbard again?" Kaja. No, no, no. The, the hooker. Um, or maybe Kaja. Kaja, oh. yeah. I almost said Kesha again. God damn it. Send, send it to Kesha. Kaja. <laughs> not, not Kesha. All right. So you can. Or uh, the other side. You can describe Kaja to him, um, Tilly, and he uh, sort of nods his head once, then caws and flies over to the window and then stops and looks back at you. <laughs> All right, and you, uh, you, yeah, you open up the window for him and he flies out into the night. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> not enough Jack Daniels to be able to brush her teeth with for Kesha, so no, not her. <laughs> okay. Well. Owen is still drinking, drinking thirstily from, straight from the pitcher. She's not even bothering to pour it into a cup. All right. Well, um, what do you guys, you guys just want to hang out here until things die down a little bit more? I, I, yeah, I'm in no rush. I mean, that was the most fun that we've had all week, so. I'm, I'm exhausted. Well, take a nap. I'm exhausted too. Actually, hold on. Um, Rorschach. What's his name? Radomir. Shank. Radimir, uh, question. Can you get us a bucket with the water and a couple rugs? So, uh, so you, kind of, you see that blue, that, uh, that faint blue glow reappears in the doorway to the back into the kitchen area, and he kind of peeks his, his bald head with that just kind of ring of hair around the back, peeks his head out. Sorry, what was that? Water? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, water, bucket of water with some rugs. Clean rugs? Sure. Okay. Sure. And he, uh, so he disappears and a moment later comes back with what you requested. And he, uh, so he clears away any of the dishes that you're done with and kind of looks you all over and said, if you need a a friendly place to stay for the night, here's fine. Um, but, uh, if you, uh, want to take your leave, doors open. (laughs) Adamir, you're always a good friend. Thank you so much. He just kind of taps the side of his nose once and then takes the stuff back into the kitchen. What an enigmatic fellow. Uh, I would uh, start clearing, cleaning people's woods, uh, wounds, and uh, like uh, their clothing too, uh, just in okay. case they have like blood. In case you know anyone comes in and they're like, "Were you in any fights tonight?" And then we're all like banged up. We're like, "No, we weren't in any fights." Failing a deception roll. Um, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, Rowan, how's your hit point situation? Uh, she's almost back at full now. Okay, so as you kind of go about kind of tidying up anyone's wounds, um, Glaz, when you, Cloak didn't notice the, the strange state of her wounds before, but now when she, they begin kind of cleaning up the area around those wounds, her wounds look like any normal flesh wound you would expect to see on any other person. They don't have that weird 
ephemeral quality about them. Yeah, Glass sort of takes note of that. Um, I'm assuming uh, in his studies with the Collegium, he at least is aware of like the ethereal plane, but knows that this is something oh, different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, you can make... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you can make an Intelligence Arcana check. Um, Okie dokie. Can I roll to see if uh, Rowan is noticing? <laughs> he is having a really bad night. Sure, Rowan, you can make a wisdom... Eight. You can make a wisdom insight check. Glaz, okay, um, yeah, you're not really able to pull much uh, about it. Uh, all right, so Glaz, why don't you go ahead and make me a charisma deception check just to see how well you kind of conceal your intentions. How subtle you are about it. Okay. Oh, me? Oh, th- I mean, yeah. I fail. Glaz yeah, I mean, is not subtle about oh, it okay. at all. He, All right. Yeah, um, it's glass. It's glass, and it's something new he hasn't seen before. You're lucky he doesn't have his fingers over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then I would say that uh, a 10, even a 10, is enough for you to realize that glass is kind of inspecting your wounds, and he looks a little, um, a little perplexed and intrigued. So you suspect that he noticed some difference or something that's caught his attention. Um. Here's the thing. I think especially since Glaz has failed twice on this, uh, other than seeing them, mm-hmm. Glaz has been so worried that they were caused by the backlash that he can't get himself off the thought that perhaps what has happened to her, since he basically had you know, force damage disintegrating chunks out of himself, did he mm-hmm. somehow hurt Rowan as well, and right. that's why her wounds look so weird. Because I would think while he was getting basically attacked by a ley line, might not have noticed her getting mauled as badly as she did. Okay. Rowan's looking at him and sort of. I'm very sorry. It's rude to stare. What, I'm what's wrong? That that, I'm, I'm sorry that I think my magic wounded you so terribly. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't believe you wounded me. Uh, look, look at yourself. It's, no, it was it was the vampire's fault. Not you have nothing to apologize for. But your wounds—they, I, I, I understand a little bit about perhaps how you became ethereal, but not quite ethereal. Something different. But the wounds—they—they they, were—they stayed strange even after you came back. So I was—I was concerned that perhaps some of what happened to me that spilled over onto you. I wanted to say I'm very sorry. Uh, thankfully, no. It's—it's uh, it's to do with a uh, some uh, strange condition. That's all. I am an old woman now. Okay. I don't believe so, that all the women that I know bleed smoke, but okay. <laughs> You're my price. Oh, so <laughs> no, no many women, eh? I, I wouldn't have guessed it, but now I know. Well, Dee is a little bit older. Well, she, she cut herself once, but she just bled red, so I don't think it's an old woman condition, but I will note it down. <laughs> you learn something uh, so... every day. Eventually, your silver raven returns, Tilly, and kind of crawls back in through the window that you left cracked for him and flutters over to your shoulder and just sort of settles down. Uh, he, opens up his, he opens up his mouth 
and uh, speaks with Kajia's voice, and it says, "That's terrifying. Uh, I'll make sure everyone stays safe." And that's it. All right. We want to stay at our minute. You can hang out here with us. Just don't cause too much of a disturbance. He kind of shifts his weight a little bit, and you can hear his claws, the the silver metal of his claws kind of tink and screech as they grab onto your breastplate and your pauldrons, and he kind of settles in and starts, like, preening your hair behind your ears. She'll do a little tuft of his chin. <laughs> yep. So, if we're going to talk to Cloven 9... We gotta find a reason to talk to them, or a reason to talk to the leader at all. Or be able to set up a meeting with them. It's not like we can just walk up and be like, hey, what's up? I mean, if you need some bait, then throw me in. I mean, in a little bit. You're muted, Squall. Yep. Uh, I will be back in just a moment. Uh, I just want to go say thank you again to uh, the Radigan, rather than not Radigan, <laughs> Radomir. to uh, Radomir. Um, and Glass excuses from himself from the table and wanders into right. the kitchen where Radomir was. All right, uh, so you can hear him sort of tidying up the dishes before you see him, uh, and you come around the corner, and now there are four of those little blue blobs of light, and they're giving off slightly brighter light now, so the, the kitchen is pretty well illuminated with this sort of ghostly blue flame, uh, and you recognize it. It's a, it's a dancing lights cantrip. Yeah. Uh, Glaz, if there's, like, any uh, little bit of cleanup to be done or dishes to be washed, we'll begin to sort of help out. Um uh, so it looks like you could probably help out most by grabbing a rag and drying as he uh, finishes rinsing and, and washing the dishes. Um, so he'll uh, just sort of nod gratefully and start handing dishes over to you. And he'll say, uh, so, you and your friends doing all right? It was an interesting night. Um, probably best. <laughs> Sometimes it's better not to know. Uh, but... Uh, I know we have talked about uh, sensitive subjects before, and um, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws. It was a very strange evening, as I said, and I don't want to get you involved, but you might be able to point us in the right direction. I know the rumors that have surrounded you, and... uh, his expression goes a little goes a little dark when you mention that, but he doesn't say anything. I I understand, but I wouldn't ask something so forward and sensitive if it were not important. We seem to have found ourselves in need of speaking with the Cloven Nine, and. While I do not have lots of information, I do know that they, that by their reputation, have perhaps delved into the infernal in the past as well. (laughs) Well, they make no secret about that. Um, And if it's if it's a summoning uh, that you need, then they can certainly set you up. Uh, I don't think this is a summoning. I or a curse. Well, curse is getting closer. Do you know 
do they have any what is their attitude towards the blood kingdom and vampires you know uh, his his eyebrows go up a little bit and he says well, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't know uh, I probably spoken to a few of them here and there but I don't have any regular dealings with them with the cloven nine cloven verifying nine, yeah. he's talking about dealings with the cloven nine not with vampires yeah. yeah yeah so he's saying he doesn't he doesn't yeah. know what their attitudes toward the blood kingdom are right um we were given the name Ibite, who is apparently the leader. Well, and one he is now, just... anyway. Oh, there was someone before. Well, one of their founders was uh, killed not too long ago. Really? A little while back, not, not terribly recent. Ah, years, not months or days. Uh, maybe a year or so. Uh, the exact, the exact timeline on that isn't uh, exactly being shouted by the street criers. Uh, but no, not like last week or anything. Interesting. So, uh, do you, what do you know? So, do you know of I anything mean, of this Ibite who has taken charge then? Uh, I know a little about him. I know that uh, supposedly you might be able to find him at the Broken Seal over in the Docks District. Uh, that's where most of his people tend to uh, congregate. They're, they're not very shy about their heritage or their dealings. Uh, they keep it just low-key enough to avoid getting arrested. And they're huh. useful enough and dangerous enough that it's not worth anyone's time to try and sell them out. Do uh, you know? Do they respond to to gold? Uh, if one wants to speak with them, or how would one get an audience? We believe one of their members was killed recently under mysterious circumstances. Hmm. Well, I suppose you could uh, find one of them at the Broken Seal and let them know that you have information. And then maybe they'll find you or be willing to see you. I don't know of any special way to get guarantee an audience or anything like that. Understood. You, I make a, you can make a wisdom insight check. Okay. Come on, glass. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll it. I want, I want to roll this. This I don't want to spend. I want to see how glass does. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Ooh, Ooh, 17. Nice. Um... So you get the feeling that while he is being truthful, there's just a little bit of evasion happening now and then. <sighs> like, um, so you're not sure he's entirely honest about never having had dealings with them. Right. Yeah, no. I, and uh, I think... I. I thank you for uh, for your help on this. It, I understand that it is it. Your life was changed due to the insinuations that were uh, that were brought up against you, and I I hate to bring up such a a painful part of your history, even if it is unfounded. Yeah, well, water under the bridge. 
this point. Yes. Uh, like I said, I was mainly looking to see what kind of entrance we might should make, whether it needed to be uh, get into back rooms or things, or that we could... Uh, you were saying that... Uh, they provide summonings and uh, curses, perhaps for coins, so uh, maybe we could go in as though we are in need of a service? I've heard tell that uh, at least one of them, I'm not sure who, is uh, a fair hand with divinations as well. Oh. And he, he kind of, he looks almost hesitant to tell you this, that if you're looking for somebody to... Uh, he just shakes his head. If you're looking for a contract killer, they know the right people. Interesting. Just uh, out of curiosity, so I can, uh, can fill out my notes, uh, connect all my dots. Uh, what was the name of the previous leader before I bite? Oh, it was uh, Acre or Akar, Akar, something like that. I don't remember. I can't really hear much okay. about him until. No worries, just so that that uh, it is uh, something that I can file away for uh, for later. You know me, all the questions. Uh, he he chuckles and says, "Yep, I know you." Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Uh, let's get these dishes dried, and he'll he'll stay in there until all the dishes are dried, and just then yep, makes you guys. Yep, you guys finish it in short order. Uh, he he goes ahead and and chats with you about you know this that and the other, uh, and then you make your way back out. Uh, anything anybody else was wanting to do while while Glass took his leave? Uh, I got none. Rowan is um, Rowan is picked um, Puff Puff up in her lap and is uh, just patting her absentmindedly while she's um, rolling the bones. So Puff Puff is really big. You can't really get her in your lap so much as she can probably like lay her head in your lap or even, you know, her, her front legs. Um, but she's, I mean, she's big. Uh, she's probably Great Danish sized. Somehow I see okay. Rowan as being awkward enough to be like, we're going to make this work. And then having Oh yeah. Really well, now, life. if you were, if, uh, so knowing Great Danes, if you were on a seat that would even remotely accommodate oh, her, yeah. you would try to get up there, whether you're there or oh, not. Yeah. But uh, but on a uh, I guess on a bench she actually might try to, to force her way up there and, and snuggle in so it's it's probably getting very crowded on Rowan's side of the booth. <laughs> I, I can imagine that it's either Tilly or Cloak next to her. So there's just small person, really large dog, Rowan. Yep, and then you can just you can just hear the thump of her tail on the leather back of the the booth seat. And she's just going. Right. So the, with this, this is how I like to I like to tell uh, what might happen to us in the future. And she kind of tilts her head to the side, doing that dog thing that they do when people are talking to them, and uh, kind of sniffs the bone that you're holding up, but doesn't like try to take it or snap at it or anything. And then Sylvan, I'm like, you have to say it in Sylvan. She knows Sylvan. Oh, I, I can say it in Sylvan, and she's re re responding in Sylvan. So sure. I, I, I show these bones. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I use these bones to tell if if your master is going to die or not. She, uh, she. When you say that, she kind of uh, like she has the big doggy grin with her her tongue kind of lolling out, and then when you say whether your master dies or not, she kind of 
you know, sucks her tongue back in and her mouth closes and she tilts her head the other way and goes, Grosh. Uh, and about that yeah, time, Glass yeah. comes back from the kitchen. <laughs> so, what's the oh, plan, folks? You, I uh, spoke uh, with uh, with our friend here, with Radomir. Um, it seemed as though uh, while the uh, 12 and 9 are uh, unsavory types, uh, a, uh, it should not be a huge deal for us to get in there. I'm not sure if this late at night, uh, I assume it's now approaching like 2 a.m., yeah? Probably at that point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be a good idea to go, but... Uh, they have services uh, for coin uh, involving uh, summonings, curses, uh, some uh, probably some uh, showmanship and uh, skullduggery to uh, uh, just to play up upon their uh, infernal heritage. Perhaps some real, some not, but uh, we should not have. Uh, not sure if we can get to Ibite himself, but to at least get in and ask around. It is. Of interesting note, Ibite is rather new to his position as the leader over there. I mean, if they, uh, the previous. If they're, if they're worried about this vampire lady, then maybe we can sort of align ourselves as allies. You know? Okay. What about killing them as well? And I think, look out. I'm from this club where we kill vampires. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe. General. I'm assuming this is pretty general knowledge. I assume there's no love for the Blood Kingdom in Zobek. I mean, yeah, not really. Zobek is a is a, a free city. It's kind of a city state area here, um, and yeah, they're you know the 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 religious practices of the Blood Kingdom are illegal here, uh, and you know that. There is a small, um, and they really don't have a whole lot of political power in the city, but they are present. There is a contingent of worshippers of Chorus the Sun God, uh, including some Knights of the Undying Sun. And they are um, created to fight undead and creatures of shadow. So, yeah, there's, there's not... I know there's, uh, like a, you know, there's not like a Blood Kingdom embassy in Zobek or anything. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, just double-checking that we weren't going to get into political trouble here. Um, right. I mean, it, I do not think it is out of the question that they could have allied or been somehow influenced by uh, this Cosina, but it doesn't. It seems like it is strange bedfellows for uh, tieflings in the Infernal to be uh, in bed with the Blood Kingdom and vampires, but stranger things. Uh, yeah. Tilly kind of leans after a couple of ales. They don't even mean down the uh, broken spiel area. Because that's what the dates run lady from the one who you had your experience with uh, told, told me. As I'm sure it, I thought I told you guys at the dancing band. Did I tell you, Rowan? I don't remember. You used your words. Oh, I was. I thought I was. I thought I. I thought I. The bear was very distracting. I don't remember if I. I remember the bear. Or not. It was a dancing bear. You, it was you a were bear there. Dance. Yeah. Yeah. How come you guys didn't friend the bear and it's not a part of our group now? We thought it would die, like all the others. 
okay. But broken steel. Glass broken. starts to drink heavily. Rip fluff and stuff. Um, <laughs> while while this is happening, Rowan's going to um like take some moments to uh, sort of confer with Wotan and and uh, cast her runes and is going to sort of ask quietly um, is is this vampire hunting us? You get a, uh, a kind of muddled mixed reading from it. It's not a definitive yes, it's not a definitive no. Curse it. Well, Riodan, do you want to try some more drugs sometime soon so I can uh, get some more information? If wow. that's how that works, then yes, I do. You're my guinea pig now. Oh, do we need to have right. head back to Silk Scabbard then, or...? Well... Well, I mean, I'll do anyway. I'm heading back to... I mean, I'm going to bed. I definitely need I my love, sleep. I, I have, I have, Sounds like I am, too. I have, I have spent a lot of my magical ability today. Would kind of like to recover some of it in case there are, in case it is needed tomorrow. Not to mention, I can maybe uh, adjust a little bit of what I'm. As I walk into, as we walk into there, I might uh, adjust a little bit what I am, what I am carrying, what I'm packing, what spells I'm. He's trying to sound tough because he's a little drunk. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I... I'm going to bring the heat. <laughs> yes, I want to bring. I want. Well, the, well, I want to bring the subtlety. Whereas, well, oh. then he starts drinking. Explosions right in front of you. I've right said long past my bedtime, but I will still be keen to perhaps uh, observe uh, any visions Riordan has if I prepare it. Something Can we get the, 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 the mixture a little bit less on the uh, the killing me horribly side and more into the sort of the good stuff? According to Daedra, yeah. it sounded you liked it either way. Uh, I could have liked it more. I'll be honest. <laughs> I I can I can ease up on the nightshade. Appreciate it. Is is the taste okay? Like must the oh yes, yes, it tastes great actually. Yeah, good flavor. Well, uh, are you guys gonna stay here or? No, we have a room at the I'm... dancing bear. I'm gonna take my medicine. I should probably. I should probably bring him back to the silk scabbard so that uh, we don't ruin anyone else's room. Rowan, I mean, you I think, think if you were. You think if you were to replace the nightshade with uh, poppy blossom, you might be able to make it a less violent sort of effect. And while it might um, it might have an effect on how he experiences the visions a little bit, since it's a bit more euphoric, uh, it'll probably be a less unpleasant experience for him, uh, at least less horrific, and might uh, you know it, it'll change things up. Hard to say exactly how it'll work out. Okay. We're we're doing some weird, weird alchemical metaphysics here. <laughs> She's and she probably has okay. some uh, poppy blossom with her. 
All right, so you guys, uh, now it's going to take a while to do that. Probably not a thing you can do tonight now that it's after 2 a.m. Yeah. So uh, you guys breaking for a, sh- for a long rest for the night? Uh, well, I'm going to get Reardon back to the uh, Silk Scabbard. Uh, okay. Because uh, I, I don't have any dry blood on me or, or some sort of remnants of it. So, so I'll, I'll get him back and then... Uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna go to bed. I'll be back at Kettle Whistles. If I'm not there in like 20 minutes, uh, worry. I look okay. at Glass. <laughs> uh, yeah, Glass is gonna head to uh, gonna head to D's uh, just straight away. He is he's a little bit buzzed. He's a uh, a little bit uh, he's a, he's still a little bit injured. Uh, he got most of it back, but not all of it, and uh, okay. he. Uh, yeah, he kind of, uh, uh, seeing his kettle whistles is not across the street, but pretty darn close, a block or two away. Yeah. He's going to yep. just sort mm-hmm. of stumble his way there. Uh, before he goes to okay. bed, he might do some of uh, research, some of those things that I, you and I talked about, that list of different things so I can talk more intelligently about stuff. Right. Sounds good. Uh, Tilly okay. will head uh, back with, um, oh, Rowan will head back with Tilly to the dancing bear. All right. So Hello. everyone can. I'm Tilly. I know you had a little bit too much the wrong meat, but yes, I I had a bit of a day, but I I a little I'm... mutton drunk. It's okay. We'll sing on the walk home. It'll be great. We should go though. All right. So you're all able to uh, to return to your places of residence and complete your long rest and wake in the morning. Uh, You might sleep in a little bit as it has been a night and a half for at least some of you. Uh, But the the next day dawns uh, sort of cold and uh, and this dim gray with a thick overcast of late spring, uh, early summer. Um, And you. So yeah, you you find yourselves up the next day. You complete your long rest, get all your hit points back. You recover up to half of your maximum hit dice if you need to recover any of those. Uh, and so when, slots all that business. When Tilly's n- now not drunk, uh, Rowan is just going to uh, reprimand her a little bit. Please. Oh. What you did last night was reckless. Worried. What are you talking about? Well, you threw yourself. You threw yourself at her. You were attacking her over my shoulders. You could have died. I mean, I've we've I've fought the I've fought the blood. I you're okay. You're right. I need some food. <laughs> she goes down. I don't think Rowan okay. understands that Tilly only knows the thrust of the battle. <laughs> Tilly's like, and sure, um, sure. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would not forgive myself if anything happened to you. Hey, but it's my job. That's what I signed up was to come down here and protect you, so you could li- deliver. Oh, I'm sorry, I, got I don't want that. I think. Uh, I need some air and I am. Can I? I'm trying to see what would work here. Um, if it will be a cure wound or something else, if I can uh, get rid of her hangover. Lesser, lesser restoration would yeah. cure her hangover. I'll, I'll do a lesser restoration on her. Just like, oh, here. And just taps her forehead. 
All right, so she uh, she mutters a prayer in uh, the sort of like old dialect of the northern tongue, touches your shoulder, and you feel this cold wash through you, and it's like having a bucket of cold water splashed on you, and it just kind of washes the fuzz and the pain in your head and the uh, the churn in your stomach, washes it all away. Ooh, that was the best cure I've ever had. I'll have to keep that on tap for next time. Thank you. Well, well I, I don't want you getting drunk all the time. Well, I mean, Please. you're asking a dwarf not to get drunk. I don't know what to tell you. It's probably going to be a problem. <laughs> let's not give you reason, reason to drink so much. Aye, but concerning the battle, you're just going to have to understand that, I mean, that's all I knew. That's what my father did. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do. It's my job to protect you, so if it your takes me putting your father. I, I would, they would kill me again had, if they, if they knew that, uh, let's just say they wouldn't, they wouldn't be very happy, um, if I delivered the, the corpse of their daughter to that doorstep. Well, but my, my father is gone anyways, but my mother be proud that I fought in a good, a good fight. I mean, that's what our family is all about, so. As long as you don't see me flop around like a fish and not doing anything, it should be fine. You know, as long as I put in a good fight, nobody will be mad. Let's let's have you die in glory and not stupidity when the day comes then. <laughs> I would have it any other way, you know. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to be remembered for being stupid. Because you are a lot more than that. I mean... I wouldn't say I'm the smartest, but I definitely will put in a good fight. You're right. You're right. All right, let's go get some food. Even though, even though you may be not hungry, I still want some food. <laughs> I, I, w- I would like some bacon. Hey, right, let's go. She's gonna like. Why'd she tell me not to fight? I got a fight under her breath. I just. I don't know. All right. So, uh, you guys can finish up your breakfast, and uh, you guys can reconvene as you like, and go from here. Where are we reconvening? Did we discuss that? We did not. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's still scattered because we do need fuck to house. Back to the fuck house, class. Yes, it it makes that will make the most sense uh, as that is uh, shining up well, the fan signal which says fuck house. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> I want I, you know, like I want Neil at one point in time to have just a compilation of how many times we said "fuck house" in this show. <laughs> Fantastic! I, I don't. I hope that Dan Pass. eventually writes in some sort of German household into the game that's actually named like "Fuchhaus." which one we don't know you hear that Ben get on it (laughs) alright alright so yeah you guys can all get back together Um, Uh, I'll actually pop past the um, the alchemical supplies man before um, reconvening there just to stock up Okay, so you're going to run back by the uh, the Brotherhood of Alchemists and uh, pick up yep. a few ingredients. All right, yep. um, they can probably hook you up with whatever you need. Uh, it doesn't. You don't. I mean, yeah, you need some stuff that's getting into some weird territory, but they can manage it. So, no problem. 
I think Tilly, if, if is Tilly with you, Rowan, or did you split away yeah. from her? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. If Tilly's with you, then I think she would notice that some of the things you asked for they didn't have, and she would mention the fact that the uh, book fetish definitely had some herbs and things. And I did. I don't know if that's something you need, but I do know that that was some stuff there. Cloak seemed to be pretty intrigued by it. I mean, well, I wouldn't have the book fetish. I'm curious about yeah, that place. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Glaz, do you do anything else before heading to the um, Silk Scabbard? Do you, what do you, what, what's kind of your morning routine like? Uh, well, Glaz, of course, is going to uh, go, be up bright and early uh, to go to the kitchen and to have tea with Miss Kettle Whistle. Uh, and then we'll look longingly at the stove until she makes him something to eat. Um, and then. Uh, uh, once uh, once Cloak uh, makes his way out, uh, he will um, you know he will uh, probably have you know, whatever you know enough made so that Cloak can usually probably pick something up and I don't know Cloak you, I I think you're a breakfast on the run person I, just like uh, it depends uh, at this moment in time probably because of all the things that were going on last night. So Cloak has probably been like got up the same time you did, but he's like doing his like training with like uh, Puff Puff at the same time, and then comes in and he's like, "What? You ready to go?" Yes. No. I think it is. We should head out. We should definitely. Uh, we need to figure this out. Um, and we probably should check on to make sure that uh, everyone within uh, Kaja's uh, circle are still accounted for. I mean, I would hate to think that this vampire is going out picking people off one by one. Uh, not to mention, I need to ask whether... I'm assuming that a damp Dampir, 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 uh, well, Rio then, uh, can... Uh, be turned into a vampire spawn, but I don't know. I wonder if since they're half vampire, it's kind of like being immune, like the chicken box. Do, do you know question. what this sounds like? He writes it down, <laughs> like post-it note. Ask real um, if he's immune to vampires. Do you know what this sounds like, though? It sounds like we're going to need to do some studying at the library. You know who's at the library? Uh, <laughs> no one. <laughs> There is no one there that we need to concern ourselves about as a whole group to go there again. We do not need to do such a thing. He's blushing. I mean, me and you can just go. I mean, all the other ones are really a distraction anyways, because they're like, what's this book doing? And then they knock down a bunch of shelves and we're like, God damn it. And then they kick us out for the day. They are very distracting, but I would think that we want to go to uh, head over to talk to the tieflings, yes? The Cloven Nine? I look at Miss Kettle Whistle. Is she? Are we outside talking about this, or just talking about this in front of her? I, I mean, assume I assume you guys. Outside I, I assume you guys were private. Yeah, I assume you guys were private. To silk scabbard. Yeah. I, I, I'd be like, and yeah, the gang members that are notorious in this town. <laughs> um, so I. Who needs a hit? I, <laughs> um, yeah, we got to do that too. Oh, do you want? Should we all stick together for this one? I think we should all probably stick together for that one. I think that we should probably stick together. This could get this should get turn dicey, and we might want to have a little bit of a show of force. Just you know that, you know, we can go and we can all snap in unison or something. You know, it'll be a it'll be a good thing. 
Yeah. I think so too. I don't I don't want to split it up that time because especially I mean tensions are high and as I said before, we might be aliases with uh not aliases, but accomplices yeah, or acquaintances. We have no idea. It could be that that the, the, the Cloven Nine has been infiltrated by vampires themselves and we'll go in there and <laughs> Can a tiefling be a vampire? Can every race be a vampire? Well, yes, of well, that's another question uh, we can ask. I wouldn't think so. Why would it? Well, yes, we know that because she was a tiefling. We fought the tiefling vampire. Oh, yeah, no, she's a vampire spawn, though. I mean, that's, a, that's, yeah, okay. I might still be, like, tired from last night. Who knows? I'm imagining that we've, um, we've sort of converged at the door of the, um, of the silk scabbard now, and it's, uh, Tilly and I have just overheard the end of this conversation. Yeah, that's fine. They were walking and talking. Uh, so, by the way, when you guys pass by the temple, uh, the, sh the shrine to Saint Caron, uh, you can see that the disturbance to the grave has been filled back in. It looks like, uh, and you see a trio of watchmen at a nearby corner, just kind of keeping an eye around. You kind of just pass by them, well, maybe with a little uh, little pang of anxiety. Yeah, little little pang of anxiety quickens your pulse a bit, and you make your way to the silk scabbard, so everybody can uh, can head on inside. Natural <laughs> <laughs> cloak, cloak is just like this. I'm That's his natural, natural state. With everyone acting natural, and he's just like, <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Laz looks about as guilty as you could possibly look. Gaz is like Glass is blushing and like fumbling with his spell book to to like hide his face. Oh, is it this interesting? Pointing, pointing at the watch guards like over there, like over there. No, no, don't point at them. No, actually, I'd say it's it's very obvious. Normally, Glass would be all about. Well, what is the world that's happened over there? Let's go see. And he's like very much like nothing has happened there. Nothing. There's nothing to pay attention to. Mind your own business. Right, He's like the, saying uh, that to other people who are looking out on the street. <laughs> right. Uh, so as you guys are kind of making your way past toward the Silk Scabbard, uh, anyone who's paying attention, which is probably Glaz at least, since he keeps glancing over at them, can see that one of the trio of Watchmen is watching you guys as you go, just like he follows you with his eyes as you head down the block. Are we are we close enough in like audible shot, or is it just visible? Uh, no, you can see, like, they're basically coming down the block at this point. So uh, you can kind of hear, you could hear glass babble from, you know, the street away. And uh, <laughs> and you can see them ap approaching the Silk Scabbard. If we make eye contact, um, it's like, what are they? I've been learning to you. Yeah, all right. She keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude to stare. She's just pulling oh a cloak up. Just, just because you don't see many raven folk around here. Race. I'm trying to get glass Pigs. inside. <laughs> yep. So Pushing you can, in. you can, <laughs> you can, like usher. Usher. come on in, everyone. Come on. <laughs> Tilly, where are you going? Come in. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can feel the eyes of the watchman upon you as you slip into the, uh, into the foyer of the silk scabbard and finally make your way inside the, the club itself. Uh, it's early in the morning, so while it is open-ish, uh, it's very low-key and subdued in there. There's not a whole lot of, there's really no patrons, um, you know, you guys are basically the only ones there at this point, besides the staff. 
So, uh, yep, you can get everybody right. together and uh, make your plan. Mr. Riodan, I have some ingredients for your next concoction. Excellent, excellent. I can't believe I'm news. enabling this. I cannot believe I'm enabling this. <laughs> Me neither, honestly, but I'm happy about it. Keep... Who would have thought that a 200-year-old raven folk would be keeping you on a leash? I, uh, to the contrary, uh, you're setting me free. I didn't think I would be your type, honestly. She's pretending to be flattered. <laughs> All right. Got to move in mysterious ways. Uh, more to the point, are we still bothered about the watch thing last night? Uh, yeah, no, because everyone was so nonchalant walking down the the way that they're all just staring at him. I, I did think you were walking suspiciously when you came in. I, I, well, where, where can I... Um, where can I report them for... racist profiling? Because just because I am a Ravenfolk does not mean I am a thief or a miscreant. Well, in this case, kind of... they are right, though, aren't they? Or I mean, robber. you dug up a body and then killed her again. I mean, you know... <laughs> Got to, got to hand it to them. They're pretty spot on with their profiling, if that's what they're doing. I mean, if, it's, if, it's, if that's fine. That's what I'm saying. And their bosses are going to probably be racist because I don't really see raven folk here, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, our chief is a raven folk, and we got to, you know, understand their rights." That's, uh, we got nowhere to go. And I come back to the fact that they're right. I mean, you know, well, they don't know so, that. Uh, Drajan, the bartender, kind of shoots you guys a look and just shakes his head and goes back to what he's doing. And Drajan, this is how you make good tips. And then I slide a piece of gold to him. <laughs> so he uh, he just kind of shrugs, scoops up the, the gold piece and says, yep. <laughs> the old shrug and scoop. Yep. Well, shall we... Uh... Make some. Uh, shall we get back into the back room and start? Um, you know. Finish that sentence, please. Best part of waking up is putting drugs in Riordan. The anticipation. Yes. Well, let's so, get our we, morning glory on. Shall we start cooking, as they say? How how long is this yeah, going to be? What's what's the plan here? I mean, it's gonna. This is an endeavor of ours to uh, to to do this, and. So Rowan can get that started and work on it. But should we get the pot boiling and then we head out to uh, the Cloven Nine? Uh, uh, and out of out of character question to you, Tosqual, did Glass mention that Frick was? Did he mention out loud that Frick was somehow in the circle of this potentially, or that he had been against the Cloven Nine? Because I don't think that Tilly would know, but. Uh, Tilly, when when you guys met with Vandessian Thrick, he mentioned that his people were having difficulties with the Cloven Nine, uh, and suppose okay. apparently the Cloven Nine killed one of the Black Shields uh, a while back, and oh, that's okay, caused okay, some okay. that's caused some tensions between them that might be kind of ramping up. Okay, uh, then Tilly will should we should we ask a Mister Thrick um, for help at all or? Love Frick. No, 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 no,
I mean, it would be, be a right good distraction. Like a... You'd, be, you'd be bringing a hornet's nest to a hornet's nest. Hornet's nests <laughs> get bad hornet's rap. Nest. Honestly. So we're going more well, dirt have you... nest than hornet's nest. That's what we're going? Oh, all right. There's a drug, no, there's a drug called hornet's nest. It's really good. Oh, I... Of course um, it is. Again? Um, <laughs> um, really yeah, and sharp rash uh, afterwards. With, with Puff Puff, yeah, can I leave... Up. Can I leave Puff Puff with uh, Miss Kettle Whistle? Because uh, I knew we were going to Clover 9 today. So that's uh, sure. that's one thing I want to do. Yeah, no problem at all. She, uh, she fusses over Puff Puff terribly and says, Oh, of course, leave her with me. It'll be no problem. We'll have a little snack. And immediately Puff Puff is just like... Uh, you know, she's as tall as Dee is, so she kind of like uh, <laughs> like snuffles her giant dog head on the side of uh, on the side of her neck and is like sniffing at her hair and woofling in her in her ears, kind of puffing her her cheeks up <laughs> and just getting more and more excited the more Dee talks about what they're going to do I, that day. I like to think it's at like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where she's like riding Puff Puff and it's slow motion. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly could be since she's set up for riding. <laughs> She is. Um, yep. All right. Glass is going to uh, be uh, have gone over to uh, Drajan at the bar and uh, asked for black coffee. He's not feeling <laughs> after his dream so, after his uh, last night. You uh, you can smell the kind of rich aroma of it, and it so apparently it's already <sighs> been brewed. And he brings some out and uh, fills you a mug and passes it over. And he, he sort of leans on the bar and says, "This is a good stuff." Oh, thank you so much. Oof, brought up from night, the, brought, last night. Brought, brought up from the Southlands. If you uh, toss a horseshoe in there, it'll stand upright. So brace yourself. Perfect. And uh, uh, Glad starts drinking his coffee black. Okay, it is incredibly f- flavorful, very strong. Oh, it is. <laughs> so, uh, so that'll be a that'll be a decent pep, and uh, will help him feel a little bit better. But his head is still pounding. Yeah. Yep. yep. Do, do you need some help there, Mister Glassishan? Uh, He's not sharing I'll be fine. It is, I'll be fine. It is not uh, debilitating. It is to remind me not to do that again in the future. It, it's better to this... learn the lesson. Bit, bit more. Does it still have disintegrated wounds? What's that about his disintegrated wounds? Sorry. Does, um, are they still there? Uh, so, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got, like, the, the the physical evidence of the wounds is still there, but it looks like he's, uh, you know, recovered a fair bit from it. You know, it takes, uh, to, yeah. hit, hit points being what they are, he took a long rest, his hit points are recovered, but he does have still evidence of those wounds that are kind of bound up. And Rowan's just like, uh, Well, yeah, actually, yeah. with my Trollkin regeneration, wouldn't it... Oh, actually, for him, yeah, they're they're basically gone. It wasn't fire. There is no sign of his wounds left. Yep. Uh, That's right. To, That's right. Uh, sort of um, put her hands up, like, may, may I have a look? It's, oh, it's yes, wonderful. Yes, it is not a problem. And she just sort of, like, pull it, pulling the top half of his shirt down, just, like, inspecting and... 
she yeah, has no uh, tact. If you didn't know that he had been that grievously wounded the night before, there you you wouldn't be able to tell. Incredible. Is glass surprisingly ripped? Uh, Please say yes. How strong uh, is I, imagine, I imagine him. How strong is Glitz? Uh, he's got a, a 14 strength and a uh, 16 constitution. So, so yeah, yeah, he is he is thick. Um, he's got She's his sick. muscles are are fairly well defined, even though they're not necessarily like overdeveloped. Uh, they have a surprising amount of tone, and and yeah, he's just very thickly built. <laughs> like Radon's like. Rowan's going through the, like, uh, his chest and his wounds. Like, yes, let me see if I can. Oh, oh yeah, that's quite. That's quite well healed, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is the regeneration because uh, I am troll kitten. It is very useful. Uh, fire, not so good, but uh, for other things. And he'll probably point to his ear, which probably still the tip of his ear is gone from my from the dragon. Uh, yep. That was his ears were poking out the top of the water. Uh, you, uh, it is healed, real. Um, this is getting awkward. Well, you, then you think you want? Whoa. I think he. Okay, do you need glass to help you with your, uh, your morning dose? I mean, I. That was very enjoyable. It, uh, right. What if you'd like to polish the, some of the carnelians, because you know he has sort of like those knobby stone, because uh, he's a stone hide, so he sort of has these, you know. I, I polish them every once in a while if you never mind. Right. I, I will. No, I think polishing no, my Fraser. stone is probably not a good Fraser. idea. No, Fraser, <laughs> don't let him polish your stone because that means something else to him. Absolutely not. I'm a complete fiend. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and Rowan's just sort of looking at, at Ryodan, just speak slightly agape. <laughs> Alright, so are you going to try and cook up a, a dose of dream dust or whatever the hell you're you're going to yeah. manage him here? Yep. <laughs> Alright. Um, put in some of that blood moss and get those out. So, uh, all of you see that uh, there, there's that moment where Rowan whispers a short prayer to, to the Rune Father to draw on his knowledge to teach her something that she doesn't have already. So you can either get Poisoner's Kit proficiency or Herbalist Kit proficiency, your choice, either way. I will go with um, Herbalist today. And her prayer in, okay. in the Northern Tongue is like, please forgive me, All Father, all father for using your insight this way. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's go ahead and have you make a wisdom uh, check with Herbalist kit proficiency to see how well you can set this stuff up. Okie dokie. So, uh, is it wisdom anything else, or...? Uh, wisdom with your proficiency, because you have, you're proficient in the Herbalist kit now. Okie dokie. Oof. Uh, A nine. I'm gonna use my, okay. I'm gonna use my natural 20 on that. Okay, alright. Uh, go ahead and burn that nat 20 off there, if you would be so kind, Will, and, uh, and that will be a much Thanks, better so. batch. Uh, so don't so, do anything for your Yeah. Uh, so not only is this not going to, you know, poison him. So are you you're are you wanting to tone down the, the horrific boss. aspects of it that the uh, the last yeah. stuff had, that the uh, the blood sort moss of, extract had? Yeah. Tone tone down the um, toning down the horrificness, but sort of keeping the uh, opening of the mind to uh, prophetic visions. 
Okay. Um, cool. So not only will that uh, succeed, I'll say that you also get a second dose out of this uh, out of this particular batch. But it oh, will have yes. to, uh, you know, basically cook for the day. So tonight you'll have you'll have these two doses of uh, whatever you want to call this. Well, you know, we can call it dream dust or something. We'll figure out a name for it. Sure. Uh, so in the meantime, I prefer uh, fuck dust. <laughs> You have to go and learn everything with your with your foul language. I suppose that's true. And I mean, let's be honest. It's fucking I mean, great. It's it's Fuck dust. Well, imagine someone comes up to you on the street, someone like me, handsome, good-looking, intelligent, striking, humble, selling you drugs. And he says, guess what? I've got this great new stuff. It's called... Dream dust. Do I want it? No. Do you? Absolutely not. But then he says, actually, I've got this great new thing. It's called fuck dust. It's gonna fuck you up. You want it. I'm selling it. Vis-a-vis. -vis. It's called fuck dust. So. I mean... Case closed. <laughs> I think that your, um, your example isn't quite spot on as they say given that you're uh, you're not extremely humble and the last time you uh, acquired or sold drugs you uh didn't necessarily leave a good impression ah but it wasn't fuck dust all right so was your guys plan to head to the the broken seal and try and talk to the cloven nine yes while the, uh, the great uh, debate yes. of what what to name the stuff uh -huh. is happening. <laughs> so uh, if, if that's what you guys were looking to do, we can do that. Or um, if you had something else that you wanted to, to try. Well, I'm all for the Cloven Nine. But I do okay. think we should maybe ask Daedra or one of the workers here to keep an eye on the door because don't want anybody to get in there or to get them. I'm sure we can ask Kaiser to uh, lock the door. Uh, well, that's, I mean, that's not till till that night anyway, so you guys have a whole, the whole rest of the day before you can worry about that. All right. Never mind. Can't leave okay. him alone, uh, you know. Like a before we go, um, <laughs> can we just, is, is Kaja around there? Uh, you do not see her around. If you want to track her down, you could ask, uh, and, um, yeah, if you want, if you want someone to go find her, you think they could do that. Uh, Rowan will just go up to whoever's at the at the bar and just say, uh, "Would you mind just um, keeping an eye on Kaja today, um, and send her our, our well wishes?" Sure, I, I worry she all right? For her, I worry for her health. The past few days, she's been in a, in a terrible state of worry, what with the um, mm. uh, and, and all this nasty business with, and she sort of flicks her head at, at Riordan. Right. He just kind of nods knowingly and says, we'll keep a good eye on her. Don't you worry about that. I'm like labeling bottles fucked us now. Like... <laughs> 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 but trying to find out the logo. It's, it's not called fucked us. <laughs> All right. He's so it's probably, it. it's probably taken Rowan. Um, 
it's taken Rowan and company a, a, a good while to get everything set up. So uh, I'd say we're around about noonish at this point uh, when you guys are getting ready to head back out into the street. Um, as you're heading out there, Cloak and Tilly, you guys see a familiar face coming down the street. She is wearing a uh, sort of dark red silk blouse and uh, and black pants with uh, knee-high boots. And her lustrous honey-colored hair is just sort of negligently twisted up and pinned in place with a hair stick. But you recognize the uh, the woman from the book fetish. Oh, is she walking and this way? She's walking that way. Yep. Okay. Does Tilly see her? Tilly nudges oh, yeah. cloak. What? Oh, hi! So, uh, yeah, she sees you just a just a half second after you kind of nudge cloak, and he starts wa- uh, waving out to her, and she smiles, her her dimples coming out in full force, and she quickens her step a little bit across the street and heads over to you, and she says, "Oh, well, uh, it looks like you're just on your way somewhere, but I'm I'm glad I caught you." Uh, how, how are you all doing today? And she sort of oh. smiles politely and nods to the people she doesn't know. I'm rolling insight on her because of mine and Glass's conversation that we had. Sure. So I'm sure, very, no very paranoid around her, but I'm like also like, oh. Go ahead and go ahead and make me a wisdom insight check. Fuck! No. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I, I was really hoping I was going to get that crit because I, I, I ain't got any of the spend. So, uh, shit. more and more flustered with this woman around. Yeah. Uh, All right. Glaz is just Hello. like, Hello, how are you? I am, I am Glaz. It's nice to meet you, Glaz. I'm I Layla. You? Oh, she works at the Bark Fetish. Oh. Or she works at the Bark Fetish. Oh, oh, I have, oh, 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 hello, Layla, Layla. He starts to blush. <laughs> so she um, either politely or uh, fortuitously has kind of turned away from Glass and is looking at Cloak. And she says, well, uh, it looks like you're on your way somewhere, so uh, don't let me hold you up. But uh, that uh, person you were asking about the other day, uh, Phelan, I believe the name was? Yeah. Uh, I asked a few of my uh, colleagues, and a few of them recognized his name. Oh. What do they recognize about him? Uh, just that, uh, just that he'd been in, um, and if you wanted to speak to Ellen Dora, uh, she was working when he came in. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, the, the fetish doesn't open until later, but uh, she'll be she'll be on the front desk tonight. So if you wanted to come by and uh, and ask her about him, she might be able to tell you more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ellen uh, Dora, you. Gonna... what am I doing here? Thank you, Rotors. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would say, uh, yeah, I know. I was gonna stop by uh, after we're done doing whatever. Uh, maybe afternoon. I'll, I'll just stop by in the evening because I'm gonna see if you guys had uh, some books. But I'll worry about that uh, later on. Um, but yeah, well, it's good seeing you. I hope I see you there. She, uh, she chuckles. She it gives this just very faint little giggle, uh, just this kind of silvery laugh, and she says, I hope so, too. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And she turns to everyone else and says, it was uh, nice to meet you both, and to Tilly, nice to see you again. 
I use well. Glass wants to incite the 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 flirting because Glass is shocked if it is in fact real flirting. <laughs> All right, sure. Rowan's you can make a. You can, anybody Rowan's who's suspicious of her, feel free to make a wisdom insight check. Tilly just assumes she's just what? like. I'm just like, ah, ah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rowan. So while it seems like, what, what are you curious about? What are you going for here? Are you going just seeing if she's on the up and up? Are you looking for seeing if she's lying about anything? What's your curiosity? She's suspicious. What are her intentions with my girl, Tilly? Oh, uh, it seems like she was just being, she, mostly just to everyone, she was being friendly and polite. Um, she didn't seem to have any intentions of anything toward Tilly other than saying hello. Um, she and, and looked like she was, uh, she was very happy to see Cloak. Uh, that seemed genuine. And it, she was sincere when she was telling him about the, uh, her colleague that might know of the, the name that he was asking about the other day. Um, you get the hint that there might be a little something extra lurking under the surface there. Like perhaps she was um, maybe expecting something, but doesn't seem disappointed that that expectation went unmet. Tilly will quickly imply that she's the owner of the store I was telling you about with the herbs and stuff you might want later. Uh, hey. Mr. Cloak. Yes. You're not going to uh, follow her? Oh, not till later. You, you know that she, she, she was being sincere. She's. Uh, I believe. Um, I believe that this is, this is uh, what they call actual flirting and not just someone being nice it's like as we're like talking to her and she's having this conversation cloak like turns like beet red and it's like <laughs> something to do and then just walks up. <laughs> all right there i'm assuming on glass's low insight that he has it completely wrong it's like that was not flirting she was far too forward <laughs> she like talked to him like she like they were just like a, when you flirt it is very awkward always that was far too smooth. She's a she's do a very not, good think, very good liar. Do you not think that that is awkward? That and she's just pointing at that. Cloak, who's face down a flame dragon with no fear, flees in terror across the street. <laughs> Some gas. Wait, are we talking about? Who's this? <laughs> 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 Ray, Ray, Ray Dan wanders too late. We're already gone. <laughs> Ray Dan wanders out around. of the uh, yeah, hmm. wanders out of the door. He got lost somewhere inside. Miss, As you guys uh, make your way, being flirted with. Oh my goodness, my little boys are all grown up. Uh, I'll go wingman. It was not flirting. I oh, tell you, it was that'll be too helpful. To be Hello there! I go and introduce myself to the uh, She is so whoever it is, it looks like she's uh, gone. Whoever whoever it was, now that you've uh, mm -hmm. sort of come back to your senses and what's going on here, it looks like she's gone. Damn! You got yeah, uh, you got distracted talking away. to the bouncer. So you know, just keep that in mind. I'll run after her. This is worth Trust it. Honestly, me. this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened. 
Oh, good lord. All right. I have seen many, many relationships in my time. I think I know flirting when I see it. Okay, Riordan, uh, give me a wisdom perception check to see if you can uh, you can track her down. It's been a nat 20. This is the oh, most sweet. important thing. All right, so you... Uh, you yes. It's on. You target lock. Fuck it around. You, uh, you target lock on this, uh, this slender young woman who's making her way down the street, uh, and she's moving with a quick step, kind of like she's going somewhere with a purpose. Uh, but you're able to uh, to quicken your pace and catch up. Are you wearing your armor? No, right? Absolutely not. Okay, right. So yeah, you, uh, you manage to catch up with her and kind of tap her on the the shoulder, and she glances over with um, not a startle, but a little bit of surprise and curiosity. And she uh, she says, "Hello, can I help you?" Excuse me. Um, uh, my name is Rio Dan. Oh, sorry. I think you. No, my friend, Cloak. Oh, yes, and she brightens up a little bit. Yes, of course. Uh, I was just talking to him just a moment ago, actually. Really? Uh, yes, I uh, I noticed that, and you see he's awfully shy. Cripplingly shy, in fact. But with she, a surprising uh, constitution. She smiles a little bit broader, and she says... Uh, well, that's all right. Uh, he can, um, I'm sure he can take care of himself, and if he ever decides to come out of his shell, he knows where to find me. Oh, yes. Well, if he's stuck in his shell, then it can take him some time to, to you know, sometimes he sleeps in the shell. Um, come out of it occasionally, like a hibernating. She, uh, I think it's a known thing. She, uh, she gives this, uh, this sort of bright, almost musical laugh, and, uh, uh, kind of glances across the street sort of towards where your friends were, but Cloak has scurried the hell on. He's gone, uh, and she doesn't manage to lay eyes on him. And she says, well, yeah. um... Well, I just wanted to come and say, yeah, because he's so so nervous, um, to, you know, drop by sometime and, uh, and say hi to me, because uh, I'm not nervous at all. Uh, in fact, if anything, I've got too much confidence. <laughs> she uh, she smiles and says, "I'm sorry. My name's Layla. Where are my manners? It's nice to meet you." Hey, Layla. Um, well, like I say, you know, anytime, drop by, especially if you have drugs. Uh, oh my she, god. She reacts to that very smoothly. There's maybe a hint of surprise immediately, but then it just kind of uh, flows right on. And she says, well, that might be a little bit more of a taller order. Perhaps you should come see me at the book fetish sometime. It's a date. All right. Well, I've got to run for now, uh, and hopefully I'll see you all around sometime. I'll tell Cloak you said hi. Please do. And she uh, kind of turns on her heel, waves goodbye to you, and heads down the street. That's a freeway waiting to happen. Raiden says, <laughs> I swear to I swear to Wolfgang. You've got a lot of nerve on you. <laughs> Good lord. All right. So, uh, you guys can make your way across town, back to the docks district, to the Broken Seal which yes, yes. is all the way over uh, on on the River Argent uh, next to the Puffing Bridge, which leads out to the, uh, the pastures. Uh, and so you 
you all make your way there, and the uh, the tavern is a waterfront dive, if ever there was one. The uh, windows have apparently been broken several times, uh, and they just stopped repairing them, and so now they just kind of close the shutters and say, F it. Uh, although the broken glass looks like it's been cleaned out of the frames at least. Uh, and there is a sign hanging out in front of the door that has, uh, basically it looks like a magic circle, uh, this sort of arcane symbol with these little glyphs and runes, and it's cut in half and kind of askew. And you can hear, uh, even for just around lunchtime, you can hear uh, pretty loud uh, patronage on the inside. Does Glass recognize the magic symbol? Uh, make an intelligence arcana check. It's dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, so you recognize it as have it's not exact, but it has many elements that one would expect to find in a magic circle, a, a protective barrier to keep otherworldly creatures out or to hedge them in, depending on how you create the circle. And it's broken. I like it. Is it and like for decoration or is it like a functional one? I mean, so generally those circles would have to be drawn on the ground, and that would mark the boundary right. of the protection. So it's clearly just for decoration, and it looks like some right, key, some key elements were left out and are just sort of artistic interpretations, so that nothing is accidentally invoked up on the sign. Right. Don't worry, anyone. It's not a real uh, magic circle. That points out to the group. Um, what do what do I know about this bar? obnoxiously <laughs> uh so it is like i said it's a waterfront dive and it's also a gang bar uh you know that the cloven nine hang out here and so all sorts of nasty shit goes down um but you know that a lot of that nasty shit is available for hire so yeah uh, it's um, also well, it's also a place where it's also a place where other tieflings um, of lower echelons of society will come and hang out, even if they're not direct members of the Cloven Nine. Okay. Um, the only thing I want to do while we're in there, it's like passively, uh, if I hear Infernal, I don't want to react to it. I just want to listen to it um, and understand what they're saying and then okay. uh, see if it's pertinent information. But if anyone talks Infernal with me, uh, I'm not going to react. If I have to roll a deception, just let me know. Okay, so you're going to pretend you don't understand any of the Infernal, but you're going to keep an ear out. Oh, yeah. Okay, no problem. No problem at all. So you guys head in? Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, so you make your way into the Broken Seal. Uh, sorry, did you say something, Moth? You want to do something? Uh, I was just going to look at Tilly and say, Keep your, uh, keep your wits about you, and uh, only if they do. Aye. And don't let your eyes wander. My eyes wander. I don't know what. I know what you. And that goes for you too, Riordan. I know what you're both like. What? I I don't think there's going to be any dwarves in here. Sorry, I was looking at someone. She's a dwarf on dwarf kind of girl. (laughs) Is right. Oh, but. But she she's a girl on girl kind of girl too. Hey. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, does I, it have to be a? Well, I mean, it's like Riordan. Riordan, if it has a pulse, or sometimes I even have one. Nothing like Riordan, thankfully. That was a, a very dark thing. 
bloke. I'd appreciate it if we didn't bring that up all the time. One of my lowest points. Jesus. I'm all right. Sh- I'm sure that if it didn't that- have a pulse, he would also try it. Alright, so Laz is trying to just keep a, to, to really focus on the magic circle and not so, pay attention to what they're all saying. So you guys uh, you guys finally finish your chat and you make your way into the uh, into the broken seal. So inside it is kind of a hellhole bar. It doesn't look like it's been super well cleaned recently, <laughs> if ever. I see what you did there. Um, Yep. Uh, and there is a smell that permeates the place, and it even kind of wafts out of the door as you approach up to it and go inside. It is the the faintest smell, almost like rotten eggs of burning sulfur or brimstone. Home. Just, just faint. Ever so faint. Actually, yeah, Cloak, it is a little... <laughs> So, something about the vibe of this place is equal parts disturbing and nostalgic. Oh, this is like my hangout now. I love this place. <laughs> so you head inside, and there is uh, there's loud conversation. There's clattering of mugs and tankards and uh, and plates. You can see drinks being ferried about, uh, and you can see more tieflings in one place than you have ever seen anywhere else in the city, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, there are uh, skin tones ranging from pasty, uh, almost like this bruised blue, to uh, rich, fiery crimson. There are horns. There are uh, their eyes are almost uh, all just pure white, no pupils or irises at all. And sometimes that white ranges to different colors. It's always very striking. Um, the bartender is sort of a grizzled, old, wizened-looking tiefling with these uh, little, like, stubbly sort of horns that poke up above his eyebrows and run back in ridges along his skull. Uh, and his head is either shaved or has long since gone bald. And his uh, his skin is this... You ever seen those mushrooms that turn into this just nasty, dark, orangish-brown slime? His skin is that color. This sort of uh, sort of ochre, and he uh, and he looks at all of you when you come in, and just kind of sweeps his gaze across you. And his eyes are pure black; they almost look like just holes into his skull. Water, Is he looking? And then drinks for them. One mead, three ales. No, yeah. And then a water. So he uh, he uh, he kind of sucks his teeth. And when he uh, when his lips part, you can see that they're all pointy, uh, almost somewhat reminiscent of a shark's, and uh, and he begins fetching the drinks you ordered. You know, my, my yeah. good sir, there is a lovely mushroom a fungus that grows up in the Feldmire, where I'm from. That it looks just like your skin. He uh, he kind of stops, turns around, and blinks his uh, his pitch black eyes at Glass, tilts his head, and says. It's nice. And then turns his back on him and starts filling cups. I think in, a, in a few it. moments, you guys, he, you guys have your... Uh, to himself. In a moment, you guys have your drinks, and you can uh, you can pay for them if you like, Cloak. Uh, I put one gold. On, how much is it? Uh, let's see. Um, two, three. I'd say uh, silver and five copper. Okay. Um, I would do my palming thing where I'm like, oh, here you go. And then 
hold his hand uh, mm-hmm. and then put that gold coin in there. And so, quick question. Uh, who do I talk to about an uh, individual called Ibide? And like looking uh, him dead in the face. <laughs> but very okay. quietly and then not like... Uh... Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check with advantage for multiple reasons. <laughs> Look. One of these days. Ten. Ten. All right. Because you paid him off, that lowered the DC, and uh, ten is successful. Uh, <laughs> so he he kind of closes his fingers, which are like spindly and hot. He is just hot to the touch. It's uh, he feels feverish. It's uh, it's a little striking and he takes the uh the the gold from your palm kind of scrapes his nails along your palm as he grabs it and he says why don't you have a seat they'll see if someone knows something that can help and he kind of tucks his hand into his pocket i'm sitting at the bar with the water like looking at everyone it's like hey what's up hi so uh, a couple of people just sort of uh look at you one of them does a little bit of a double take and kind of looks you up and down. And uh, it is a blue-skinned tiefling with these ivory horns that just kind of stick almost straight up from her head. And she says, you're far from home, aren't you, Niemheimer? Yeah, but you know, uh, I go where the money is. <laughs> Don't we all? And she uh, kind of mm-hmm. goes back to her business. Uh, after a few minutes, the... Um, the bartender kind of comes over near you and like glances very poignantly with his eyes and sort of does a little chin thrust over your shoulder. And you uh, you turn and look where he's beckoning and you see a, uh, a burly, muscular tiefling who comes forward and points to you and then beckons. Okay. And I jump down and walk over just like nonchalantly. Like, come on, guys. Are we... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Please stand, or please stand cloak, cloak is oddly like this place is like a shithole. It smells like shit. It like it is like a, there's a bunch of evil tieflings, and he's oddly like calm and happy. He's like, yeah. So there are uh, not just tieflings here. You see humans. Um, you see a dwarf. Uh, but yeah, tiefling uh, very high on the uh, the population breakdown. So you head over to the uh, to the beefy fellow who beckons you over, and he kind of sweeps his glance over all of you, and he says, uh, "Follow me." JJ, what am I doing here? And he leads you over to uh, to a door and takes you into a back room, and in there it's kind of spacious, uh, but most of it is taken up by a large round table, and uh, there is a sort of tall, slim-looking human with uh, this, like, bronzed skin and long, sort of flowing black hair that runs down uh, and kind of, like, cascades over his shoulders. Uh, this very, like, uh, it, it looks tussled, looks effortless, but probably took him three hours to get it just the way he wants it. Uh, and he uh, is swirling a brandy snifter, and the, uh, the liquid inside is kind of thick and leaving uh, this sort of filmy residue on the inside of the glass as he swirls it and he sort of gestures with it magnanimously toward the open seats at the table and uh the big bruiser who led you in says i'll be right outside and then closes the door 
Right. And so the, uh, the, the fellow across the table says, So, I understand that you're looking for iBite. I'm afraid he's not available at the moment, but I would be only too happy to uh, engage as intermediary. Please. TJ, what, what brings am I you? doing here? Uh, what's your name? My name is Vallis. Okay, um, so at this time, uh, I'll, I'll look at him and be like, so, um, wait, who's the who's the dead girl that we talked to? Octa, A-K-T-A. Octa, okay. And Phelan was a tiefling as well, right? Or he was the dead Phelan is a human. Phelan's a human. Oh, he's a human, okay. Um, keeping all these races uh, correct. Um, so, um, recently, it came to our attention. Uh, I'm looking at... I was hired to find out what happened to a certain individual. Um, they were, uh, he worked with Okta, um, uh, a tiefling that was uh, murdered like a week ago or so. Um, and we were just, uh, I just want to inquire about that a little bit. Uh, and I don't want to take up too much people's time. Okay, so when you mention Okta, he frowns deeply and stops swirling his drink for a moment and then takes a sip. And he says, yes, unfortunate business. I assume you know at this point that Okta was found deceased not long ago. Yeah, Yeah. so... (sighs) We did know that. Um... Also, some recent events, uh, and we know what kind of business they were into. Uh, Okta was the the dealer, and Phelan was, you know, the supplier, I guess. Um, But uh, what kind of, uh, what was Okta's, like, hangouts, or did you know Phelan yourself? I didn't know this individual you speak of. I can't speak for any of the others, but I could pass this information along. And what is it that you wish to do? You're wishing to locate this Phelan? You think he had something to do with Octa's demise? No, they were partners. Hmm, partners. That would make sense, I suppose. He was probably her supplier then. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. He takes another long drink. We might know who is responsible for her demise. Indeed. That information... That information would certainly be of some interest, at least. And he just sort of lets that hang in the air. Um, I look at Rowan. (laughs) Did did we know... Was the vampire's name Cosina? Cosinia. Cosinia. Yeah. You suspect that, you know, that's who Riodan's little drug-induced vision was all about, and then, yeah. you know, yeah, there, you know, <laughs> she was she was flailing him with the with the lash, and then, you know, th- this person is dead who had the lash and was killed by a vampire. Pretty easy to make the connection. Yeah. Well, we have reason to suspect that a certain um, hmm, vampiric figure named Cosinia might have been behind your uh, colleague's demise. Hmm. A vampire in Zobek. That's interesting. That's new. It's not one we've dealt with before. Sure. 
19. Nice. Uh, you think that he is surprised by that and mm -hmm. disturbed. Okay. And we have no love for the Blood Kingdom amongst us. And I believe that would go for uh, you as well, especially now that uh, they are in some way responsible for the death of your compatriot. She was an acquaintance, nothing more. What is it that you want from us? Well, I was more curious. What did Acta deal? She dealt in many substances. Hmm. Which one spe um, specifically? Rowan's as covering I said, ears. <laughs> as I said, ah. many. Uh, okay. Were you interested in, in one in particular? Sidebar, we were going to talk about Fuckdust later. He just like, kind of quirks an eyebrow at that. Not a lot of dust, a whole lot of fuck. What was, her, what was her last supply that she was dealing out, or did she always just have many substances? As I said, she was an acquaintance. Mm, okay. That's a, it's, it's just, uh, I'm asking those questions because that will help get in the mindset of what Phelan might have been creating for her so I can kind of locate him and find out if he's dead or not. Because he's been missing for a week, so I'm pretty sure he's dead, but i got to find so out. You wish, so you wish to locate this individual? Yeah. And you say you don't know whether he, you, uh... lived, whether he is alive or dead? Well, I mean, well, I just need to know. Uh, we have heard that you uh, offer divination services sometimes and could perhaps assist with us to uh, discern, divine what has occurred to uh, this individual that we are looking for. He, uh, he smiles and says, why, I do believe that we do know someone who has uh, certain talents among those arenas. Something might be able to be arranged if you're trying to find this individual. What is it that you can offer us? What would you like? Oh, there are many things I like, I suppose. Uh, and any offer, of course, will be subject to approval by uh, my associates once I uh, bring bring your offer back to them. But they would be interested in um, influence in uh, certain arenas of the city. Um, if you wish to be base about it, coin is always welcome, depending on the sums we're referring to. Coin, influence, blood, all of that. Mm-hmm. What else is there? It makes the world go round, my dear. Well, of information, I... of course, is a commodity as well. It certainly can be. Oh, this is a, this is a, I, player knows he shouldn't do this, but Glad's probably would. Um, I'm going to do a wisdom to see whether or not I, whether Glad keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, of course, it comes up as a it comes up even odds. Damn it! Uh, 
what if I assume that you are in uh, the business of information that you can profit off of? Yes, I'm listening. Perhaps we could tell you where some illegal religious activities are taking place within the city that you could capitalize on. He, uh, he kind of wrinkles his he wrinkles his nose and says, oh, "That's that's dangerous business. I don't know that we wish to involve ourselves that directly with uh, with the law." Understood. I'm trying to think what influence Cloak has, and I don't think I I, I know I have the most influence out of the group, but I don't think I have that much influence he's well, looking for. You have the highest status, but like you know, he's looking at things like bribing mm -hmm. key members of the watch, who or blackmailing them to be able to get them to take pressure off whatever their dealings are. Um, he's looking for maybe uh, who knows, could be contacts with smugglers, any sort of service that you might be able to do or hook them up oh. with to make what they do easier mm -hmm. or better. Are they? At, they're at odds with uh, Thrix Group, aren't they? That's what you hear, yeah. Is there any way that well, we perhaps uh, facilitate uh, a better re relationship with other gangs? Take some of the pressure off. Hmm. Interesting. Go on. What are you offering? Well, Cloak, um, you seem to have the best in with them. Who? I mean, what? What are we talking about right now? Well, we have some dealings with, well, uh, not me specifically, but rather my associates, whom have been in the city far longer. But um, we have some dealings with and Mr. Van Dessian Trick and his associates, if we could facilitate some kind of uh, uh, easing of pressure. Hi. You're friends of the Black Shield, then? I mean, I'm not really a friend of. We're I don't work for any people. So. You're freaking really tight, yeah. Oh, you're done. So his, uh, his his expression sours um, a great deal at that. And he says... Yodan, Yodan is an outlier and should not have been counted. I mean, he is a drug addict. Yeah, I, well, I, I can appreciate... I am a drug well, And up-and-coming salesman as well. Well, I can appreciate your attempts at damage control. And he just kind of rolls on and, and looks over toward uh, Cloak and Riodan. Explain to me why I shouldn't have you all killed right now. That little devil you know, why would we bother lying to you? You're someone of influence and power you'd be able to see immediately if we were lying to you about such things. Look into them at the very least, and then have us killed for lying to you later. Might as well be upfront about things. <laughs> have you heard about the events last night? Last night? No. Not much interest. Well, this morning. Uh, I was a little bit nosy. There was something happening at the, the graveyard up there. Uh, turns out that there's a body uh, 
that was dug up and it was impaled with wood through its heart, which sounds strangely familiar of someone being uh, vampiric of some sort. Uh, and money the nun, I would suspect that that might be someone's grave that you know that we're both all talking about right now. Wonderful. What is it that you can offer us with the black shields? Oh, I can't offer anything. I don't know why that even came up. I. Uh, what, what would you say? Some kind of conversation, some kind of truce, an easing of tension. So you're claiming, you're claiming to me, you're claiming to me that you have an understanding of some sort of why they've been threatening our people. Well, yeah, we are. That is something that we are getting to the bottom of, and I believe, maybe not so directly, but someone has. uh, incited tensions perhaps for their own gain perhaps unwittingly his eyes uh, his eyes narrow and you can see he's a little bit agitated if you can arrange if you can arrange a meeting between one of our representatives and Thrick himself then perhaps we can do business I believe that can be arranged but you must, I suppose there must be some understanding here. No weapons. I'm an honorary member of the Black Shield. So not sure if I told you guys this, but, you know, <sighs> so I can say, you know, we'll play fair. Me and the boys. No, I am. If you you have drugs, can you literally be a member of the Cloven Knight? Do you have drugs right now? Yeah, I'm dual citizenship. uh, Let's go for it. He waves that question away, and he says, if you can... you could convince convince Thrick to meet us here for a sit-down, then we will do what we can to locate this individual you seek. I'm going to roll a persuasion. Uh, For what? Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to look at it and be like, no, we have to do it somewhere where neither of you guys have control. I mean, you wouldn't, send your, on that. You wouldn't send your people over to his quarters, would you? Let's all go to the fuck house. 14? I suppose you can propose a neutral location that will be agreeable to both parties. And he kind of smiles a little wide. And his smile, his teeth look just, you know, that that just the other side of too perfect? That's how his teeth look. Oh, okay. Um, I just go, yeah, the, the fuck house, uh, Silk Scabbard. That's a... Uh, pretty... Silk Scabbard. Excuse me? You have something you want to say? All right. If you can arrange it, we shall call that fair payment for a divination drawing up the location of your missing friend. So do, do you right. actually know the location of, 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 of our associate? Right? Of 
Or are you no. simply defining? No. No, I don't. I don't know where he is. I know people who may be able to discover it. There are spells, but they are very uh, specialized. That they can be cast to try to uh, scry upon or to uh, divinate, uh, divine what might have occurred. Um, and uh, Quite you know, so. it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And he starts waving, sort of hands in the air. And mm -hmm. as he's doing so, he's trying to disguise that he is casting detect magic. Hmm. I can't uh, so that has to me. that has a what a verbal and somatic component to it. Let so that's going I think be, I thought yeah. it was just somatic. Oh no, it's okay, verbal but, as well. No, he would. Yeah. He it's verbal and somatic, so he, he would have to start talking so words. And so, what no, you, I thought it was. So, I thought it was just somatic. What you <sighs> could try to do is you could try to do it subtly when he's his attention is on someone else. Okay. I think I'll try uh, that. So, so that will require, um, I think we'll call that a dexterity Rowan's, sleight of hand check. Rowan's going to just... <laughs> I'll give you advantage. Uh, I'll give you advantage because Rowan is trying to run interference. Okay. Uh, advantage on a sleight of hand. Well, it might. let's see. Come on. You know what? I got one. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn it at twenty. You burn it at for twenty. Like this All right. For curiosity stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The big thing that All he's right. trying to do, um, he wants to see if this guy's used disguise self or has an illusion on himself. Okay. Uh, so I will say that you are successful in subtly casting your spell. You time it very well with the distraction provided by Rowan, with um, Cloak sort of pressing him to and, and negotiating to try and solidify him on, uh, on picking a neutral location that the Cloven Nine doesn't control for this meeting, and you manage to cast your spell. Um, so mark off your spell slot, and uh, immediately yep. you can see an aura of magic flare around him. Uh, illusion uh, magic? It is, it is illusion, yes. Okay. Gotcha. I know I can't penetrate through it. Uh, I did a, a quick glance around just to so, see if I see uh, anything else. Now that, now that you know that there's an illusion there, you can make an intelligence investigation check to try and pierce it. Oh, to pierce it? Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arcana, I'm sorry, or uh, intelligence investigation. Investigation. Okay. Gotcha. Come on, buddy. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, I believe for this spell that will be sufficient. Uh, so as you're watching, it's not like the spell drops or anything, but you notice these momentary flickers almost like uh, frames, like miscellaneous frames spliced into a film where the image that's sitting before you kind of flickers out of existence and you see something else there in its place. And what you see is a corpulent, just kind of uh, fat-bellied uh, individual. Uh, it's a man with this pasty mauve skin and these scarified 
glyphs and runes and script all over his chest and his stomach, radiating around his belly button. Uh, he's wearing um, this kind of blue velvet mantle, but no shirt, and then like uh, almost like a long skirt, sort of a lower robe from his waist down. And he has white bone white it looks like they would be stags antlers or horns but they're trimmed and kept short down to his bald head uh and that you just catch like glimpses of it now and then and you're kind of able to put it together um do i recognize the right the glyphs and writing on that uh, pale uh looks, skin? It, it looks like infernal script okay Gotcha. Ooh, uh, ooh, I, I wouldn't know whether or not he's demonic because I don't have that type of stuff. I, I need my paladin for that. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, I, I would cool. tell you right Thank now, you. it's he's he's a tiefling who's under the effect of an illusion. Gotcha. He's a tiefling. He's not a demon. Okay. Is he's not a full blown demon or devil or anything like that. He's not a fiend. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, with the result of your persuasion check, he sort of leans back and he drains the last of his snifter of brandy and sets the glass on the table and he says, Very well, if you can secure us the word of Tyron from the Silk Scabbard, that we will be afforded neutral space, then we will agree to this. Okay. And, of course, the assurance of Frick himself. Well, no love lost there, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Where is uh, Eyebright going to be, though? He, uh, he kind of rolls his shoulders in a shrug, and he says, I'm certain I can't say. I'm sure that the council will make their decision upon which representative to send. I mean, we have a little yeah, promises for having to follow through with, and you're giving us very light detail except for just showing up. So maybe you could do a little spy to help out. Just saying, putting our putting our next on the line here a little bit. Just saying, that sounds. I don't know who will be selected. Their... It sounds unfair for them to send their uh, head of operations, and for you to send whomsoever the council chooses. He spreads his hands. I shall make your grievances known when I deliver your offer. This is a gang, remember. It's not like, you know. I do understand right. that. Onto the pitch, really, number really two stretches is and casually us. slaps Rhiannon across the back of the head. Oh, <laughs> Whack! And Rowan will also slap the back of the head. Well then, if that is uh, agreeable at the moment, then I think we can uh, we can go about our separate ways, and I await word that Thrick and Tyron are uh, agreeable to this, and then we will see about securing your information. We shall send a raven when we have more information or an agreed upon date and terms what if there are any changes now since i'm feeling in such a giving mood would you like to set the stage so to speak for uh, your divinations to commence uh, on the instant that we receive our positive word from your endeavors hmm? that way we don't have to arrange another meeting delay further and further 
all of that you understand. I mean, that would be a smart idea. I look at everyone. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So he uh, reaches under the table. He takes out a black iron bowl and a knife with a long curved blade and a handle wrapped in some sort of strange leather. And he slides it across the table and then says, if one of you would be so kind as to fill the bowl with your blood, that shall be all we need for the offering. Oh, so as soon as someone, come on. Uh, you guys want a divination? For, for the fuck's sake, she'll just take out her dagger and slice. All right. So uh, as you reach for your dagger, he says, up, 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 if you please, the implements provided. Uh, as you wish. Takes that. He, he smiles broadly again. All right. You run the blade across your wrist or your palm, and you begin to bleed into the bowl. It looks like if he's talking about filling the bowl, this is going to take quite a bit of blood. Uh, so I'm going to say that you lose 10 hit points due to blood loss for the, uh, the amount of blood he wants to take from you. Uh, so after you finally finish, he just sort of leans forward a little bit, steeples his fingers, and is just like, ah, very good, yes. Yes, Glazer? Is my, uh, ten, is my uh, we're still within the 10 minutes so that my uh, detect oh, yeah. magic is still up? Is the yep, knife totally. and the bowl magical? They're not. What kind of magic specifically on the knife? They, they are not, they are not magical. Sorry, oh, not. I'm sorry. I thought you said yeah. they were. I'm like, I thought you were saying, yep. oh, nope. yes. You were saying, oh, yes, it's up. Sorry. Nope. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> we just, something bad just happened. Nope. No, the uh, the implements are not magical. So after you bleed into the bowl, okay, cool. he, uh, he sort of uh, beckons for it, asking you to slide it back over. And when you do, he takes them. He takes out a cloth and very carefully cleans the knife and, uh, and sets the little handkerchief aside and uh, then says, well, then I think you have work to do and I await your good word. Oh, sounds good to me. Oh, I kind of just start ushering people out. All right. Uh, as you make your and way I'm... out, uh, as soon as you turn the door handle, uh, it is locked. Chica, 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 chica. And um, and the uh, the fellow across from you smiles again, and then you hear a click, and the door opens with that giant bruiser of a tiefling there, kind of standing aside to let you out. And uh, Valus says. Uh, it has been an absolute delight to meet you all. And so, uh, as everyone's like walking out and like a cloak's ushering him out, he would just kind of like at, let everyone kind of go and he would like kind of walk back uh, to Valus and like kind of sit up in the stool and he's like, uh, no, I might want to come back later and talk to you guys. That's cool. Certainly. Okay. So even if this deal doesn't go through, you know, we'll talk about mm. that later. But ta-ta then, and uh, he snaps his fingers, and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he snaps his fingers, and the uh, the big fella closes the door behind you, and that is the last you see of uh, Valis or the blood. So, um, I assume from here you guys are going to want to try and arrange to get the black shields and the uh, the silk scabbard on board uh, with this with this whole plan. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we're like leaving yes. the bar and all that, I'm like, you guys are the worst negotiators. You don't tell them we're part of the other gang. I didn't say anything, though. I'm mad. I'm not a 
Should have brought a real Dan if that was the case. He didn't. As soon as the black shields came up, that's where it reminded him that he's like, "Oh, I like that guy." And then we we were all of a sudden in a bad position. We could have just been like, "Hey, we'll give you ten gold to do this innovation thing and not work for the information." We could have been old school with them. No, <laughs> you don't say we're part of the other gang. And then no. Worked <laughs> out really well for me. I have to say. I'm excited about fuck dust. <laughs> All right. Oh, the last uh, time. So, uh, who would like? Dust. So you guys can attempt a charisma persuasion check. Uh, one to get um, the owner of the silk scabbard on board with allowing this sort of uh, sit down and meet up between two rival gangs to happen in his place. And one also with uh, Van Dessian Thrick to convince him to do this at all. So uh, how would you guys like to go about that? Who does uh, Thrick like? <laughs> well, here I go, uh, everyone. Uh, this is going to be for yeah, the Silk Scabbard. This is going to be for the Silk Scabbard first. I'm going to throw in 10 gold. Uh, with it as well. I already have advantage, but I kind of want to give them money uh, in advance. Uh, 14? Okay. Um, I will say the 10 gold is sufficient to reduce the DC by one, which means you succeed. Uh, you managed to catch... You managed to catch Tyron uh, in his long uh, sort of his long black coat and, and his felt cap and his silk clothes underneath. <clears throat> And you catch him long enough to get his attention, and uh, the clink of coins changing hands certainly convinces him to listen to what you have to say. Uh, at first, mm -hmm. he seems none too thrilled about the idea, but when you sort of explain that you've got peaceful, you know, peaceful dealings with both of them, he knows Thrick. Thrick is a regular at the Silk Scabbard, uh, and so you uh, you manage to convince him to offer up one of the um, one of the more spacious rooms for your guys' use. Uh, as well as to have mm -hmm. his security staff on alert uh, that things will be potentially dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and then Thrick. So do you guys uh, want to, yeah, do you want to do anything to try and sweeten the deal for him? I don't know if Reardon wants to. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest that we offer to do a job for him. We're going to have to do several jobs for him. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll offer to do work for him. Uh, uh, we oh, this deal. is so bad that we owe him a favor. All right, so you're gonna basically offer him the exchange of a favor for doing this. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, we're you know we're coming up towards the end of our time tonight, so we're not gonna dig into full. Uh, oh yeah, very 20. nice, very nice, very nice. But we still offered right. the favor, so. So um, he seems <clears throat> reticent. Uh, he he seems reticent at first when you bring the idea to him, but the more you talk, uh, and especially when you suggest that it might be a third party uh, trying to play them off against each other, because um, yeah, I mean. The, the demeanor of uh, the individual that you met with in the Broken Seal certainly wasn't one of someone who was deliberately trying to antagonize the other gang. Now, maybe he doesn't have any knowledge of what's going on, or maybe he's on the up and up. That's hard to say. But it, it seems like that, plus the offer of a future favor to the Black Shields is, uh, or, well, I should say to Thrick himself, 
is enough to tip the scales in your favor and he will agree to the meet. And so after that, you can send word to the Broken Seal that they have accepted your terms and let them know when this, this meeting is going to take place. Uh, and so the response comes back that your divination will commence immediately. So okay. uh, that that is probably the majority of that day, you guys running around doing legwork, so, making uh, things happen. Mm -hmm. How's my concoction going? Your concoction that night uh, cooks up just fine, and as I say, you have two doses of a hallucinogen with, uh, you know, potential prophetic properties. Well, one is for your time. Okay. Uh, can we find out the divination? We can, Today? yes. So, uh, several hours, several hours after you send word to, uh, to, to Valis, you get a message carried by a courier who seeks out cloak at the silk scabbard. And so there is a, uh, a parchment that is sealed and, uh, and delivered to you. You break it open and it is a note signed, signed by Valis. That says, it tells you, Phelan exists beneath Zobek. Shit. Search him out in the arms. Uh, one second, sorry. I forgot, uh, forgot I'm blanking on the, blanking on the term. Oh, it's not an angel. Search him out in the arms of the mummified monk of Morena. Oh, good. Uh, I also, I'll give a tip to the courier. Like, I'll give him a couple okay. silver. No problem. And there's one last line there. Yes. What is that last line? Yep. Beneath the Cory Tanners. I'll write that out for you. Yeah, give me one second. Okay. I'm gonna write that out. I'm gonna mute my mic. I'll write the whole thing out. Yeah. I got it. Well, if you write it out, I'll copy and paste it and then put it in my my notes. Yeah. Where's that? There we go. Well, there you go. Where is it? Where is it? Or you put it. There we go. Cool. That's just Neil saying he blames Will. Oh, I need the Corey Tanners. Okay, there we go. Blame Will for everything. Yes. Hey, hold on. And you wonder up. why I don't change the trailer video. Yeah, right, right, right. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say we were blaming you for bad things. We blame you for making a fantastic channel full of great roleplay shows. I accept zero responsibility. <laughs> it was the arms of the mummified. Monk uh, of Miranda. It's, it's in the uh, it's it's in the zoo the uh, the VMix chat. Oh, it is. Okay, I see it. Yep. I'm just gonna copy that whole thing. There Damn. you go. So, uh, are you? I assume Rio Dan is planning to uh, to to huff some fuck dust tonight. Then. <laughs> I certainly am gonna huff some fuck dust. Before you start, Tilly, yes, uh, I require one of you to. Yes, this shall sound awful. Uh, observe. Make sure nothing happens to us. Tilly immediately pats Glass in the back. See you later! 
<laughs> Walks to the bar. <laughs> uh... Wait, what? What? <laughs> You're going to need to be our our safety net. Wait, you all? Oh, oh, you all are. There is a second oh, door. Okay, scene. you uh, you all have fun now, kids. You're you're going to need to observe, take notes, uh, keep us safe. Tilly shouts, you're gonna learn so much. I can't wait to hear all about it. Me. <laughs> Just make sure he keeps his hands off of me, please. If at all possible. Trust me, it's not my hands. You need to worry about it. It's your tongue. It's just hensile. <sighs> oh, I haven't said far right. away. Would that be bottom. like looking at the inside of a pillow? Look. Yes. <laughs> uh, alligator's tail. All right. I'm sorry. I'm uh, talking to this courier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I believe that is where we're going to leave it off tonight, and we will kick off <laughs> next week yes. with Rio Dan's such a fun experience. No, next next week is going to be. Next week is going to be Fear and Loathing and Sobek. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. imagine them sort of like crossing arms going one, two, three, down the hatch. Oh, so the plan is you're going to take the other dose as well. Yes. Oh, interesting. All right. That's why I need to Oh, that's going to be fun. That's why I need to pass a Doing drugs with Granny. Love it. Yes. Ooh, alrighty. Uh, well, that, on that bombshell, I guess that's where we'll end tonight's episode of uh, The World Tree Bones. If you guys enjoyed it, let us know. You can follow the show yet. Hit the follow button and join us. Um, it's been a very fun episode. If you haven't yet checked out Kobo Press in the world of Midgard, you need to go and do so over at koboldpress.com. Check out all the Midgard books, materials, PDFs. It's all good shit, and you're going to have a great time playing your own campaigns at home uh, or creating your characters with them. Uh, whew, holy shit. Yes, tomorrow we're back, of course, at 1 o'clock Eastern for Call of Cthulhu, 4 o'clock Eastern for Warhammer, um, and 7 o'clock Eastern for Star Trek Adventures. Join us tomorrow for a big old day of roleplay. Uh, but let's get around to cast and crew. Did we enjoy ourselves? Where can we find you guys online? Let's give away a sort of tabletop loot dice as well, because we're feeling generous, and we do it every day, every day, rather. Uh, so, exclamation point loot in the chat be in for a chance to win but let's start with dan dan how was uh tonight's episode of the world tree burns for you oh it's always great uh i, I dig it um i'm never sure which direction things are going to take i always have prep and we sometimes get there <laughs> next week is uh <laughs> yeah next week next week things are going to happen so um yeah uh whew, it's not like we need all these drugs for the adventure but once you get locked into a serious drug collection the tendency is to push it as far as you can so, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one. Uh, I love talking D&D, &D, and I'm excited to see... We have potentially a lot of action happening next week. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And uh, Tool School, how was uh, tonight's episode for you? Uh, always fun to uh, play Glass and uh, to... Uh, find out some more of these mysteries and explore more of Zobak is always uh, one of my highlights of uh, journeying through Midgard with our buddy Dan. And uh, yeah, 
stuff and things and stuff uh, happened. And so that's cool. Uh, you can find me all over the interwebs uh, as Tall Squall. If you go to my Twitter account, uh, you will find pinned all the different fun things that I do, including the uh, campaign that I DM on Saturdays at 2 o'clock Eastern time. We just had some fun on that one with some great moments that I posted some videos on. If you uh, look me up on Twitter, uh, we'd love to have you follow all of our different things and uh, hope to see you around the interwebs, everybody. Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. And uh, Skalamoff, how was tonight's session for you? That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I always enjoy uh, where this, um, this game goes. I just... I'm never quite sure where it's going to go, but that's half of fun. I like not knowing. And more great character interactions. We're really not great at uh, making deals. I'm so sorry, Cloak. <laughs> I'm sorry. We shouldn't bring Rotan anywhere. Nobody's like. Don't take me anywhere. <laughs> anyway, you can find me at that Scarlet Moth on Twitter. Um, just Scarlet Moth on the rest of the interwebs. I am on Almighty Tales channel on uh, Monday morning uh, American time uh, with the uh, Deathshade crew for our run through of Lost Minds of uh, Vandelva. And I might be running my own game soon. So that's fun too. Also, I posted on my Twitter, but I just did an interview with uh, Sci Fi Wire on my DD cosplays. So if you want to go check that out, that is up there with some yeah. interviews with some other awesome DD fan creators. Dope. That's awesome. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. And uh, uh, Cloak, uh, McCloak and our tonight's session, and what movies might we recognize you from? Uh, well, you might recognize me from uh, such films as How to Lose a Gnome in 10 Days and How to Do Gang Negoti Negotiations 101. Um, so uh, I thought tonight's episode was played perfectly. Uh, I, it, it's really Cloak is like the shady character and he's like, I know what I need to say. And then someone gives the exact thing that we shouldn't offer. And then he's like, it was glass. Now it's Rowan. So he's like, I'm never bringing them to negotiations again. Reardon, he can play off. And he's like, ah, oh, he's high. Uh, and then Tilly's just a hammer that he like just needs to hit uh, people if they get too rowdy. But um, <laughs> so uh, I, I had a blast tonight. Uh, I, I'm curious um, who the girl in red is. Like, it still bugs me. I think something's up just because it's cloak and then everyone's pointing out the flirting thing which is distracting him a little bit uh but i don't know how he's, how he's gonna get back to full circle uh because him and glass had that bro talk the last episode about like people don't hit on cloak like you can't see what he looks like why would they hit on cloak and then now everyone's like oh she's hitting on you and he's like no ah, and doesn't know how to deal with it so uh but yeah uh, well, that's stuck guys, in his story. It's like it is. That is not how flirting works. <laughs> that's not flirting. And like they're like rubbing the arm and all that kind of stuff, and like playing with your hair. And they're like, "What are you doing? Are you a are you a barber?" Um, so uh, I, you guys can find me at uh, uh, my show on Wednesdays, uh, Story Quest, uh, which is uh, mixer.com slash Story Quest. Uh, that starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, and then I believe Thursday nights, uh, you guys check out here on this channel for King Cecil. 
my lovely partner, uh, Metamancer, uh, runs that campaign, and she's been writing for City of Mist, and it's a fantastic campaign. You guys should uh, check it out. Uh, it's fucking hilarious from many times that I've watched it. So, uh, but yeah, that's me. I got more shows coming in January. I'll, I'll announce them when they start coming out and about. But yeah, cool, awesome. Fantastic. And last but one and easily, Simply Jackson, how was tonight's session for you? Super fun. Um, Simply Jackson playing Tizzy, the uh, Tizzy, Tilly. Tizzy's my friend in chat. Excuse me. Um, playing Tilly, our dwarf, girl on girl, dwarf on dwarf kind of lady. She, um, as you'll come to learn with negotiations, uh, Tilly's experience is whoever has the strongest and largest hammer um for intimidation and that's about it so when it comes to these talks and stuff that's why she just kind of sits there like just let me know what i'm needed just let me know like because <laughs> she's not plus i don't feel like we've been in town quite long enough to really have her know uh all the details about the players involved but she does know some sort of war tactics and that's about it um but I, I think Rowan is becoming more and more intriguing to her because it's blossoming that she is less and less of the Rowan that she thought she was back home, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, but other than that, Emily it was a bit of a slip up tonight, so. No, <laughs> not me, no. So. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I had fun and I can't wait to see whose little um, rom-com unfolds first between Glass or McLoken. <laughs> that will be really fun. And you can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash simplyjxn. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go. I've also been working on a painting of a troll hunter, which is my friend Mavis Gaming's Hunter. I will probably finish that up this week if you guys want to come by watch it. So, but that's it. Yay. Fantastic stuff. Well, uh, let's pick this winner. It is Deutsch. Goodness gracious. Congratulations, my friend. I'm sure we have rigged this system somehow. Uh, but Deutsch wow, is here every won, goddamn like, show. Six times. <laughs> He's in every show, man. He's in every show. Oh, Once boy. Yeah. Uh, Deutsch is actually just my fake account uh, that I <laughs> use to, uh, to send myself dice. Uh, <laughs> He's actually a real person. He showed up on the viewer game last Thursday. You can, can confirm that at the very least, I named someone. Deutsch Americana, so that I could go through with my uh, my my scheme. Uh, but congratulations, go. we got uh, free games tomorrow, free shows, free monsters, dice to give away. So we'll see you guys then. And just keep coming. Uh, but until the next time, my friends, try not to roll too many that ones because we want to be a laughing when you do. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.